1: Waiting to unfold a brand new tale no one has ever told. We've journeyed far, but we know it won't be long. We're almost there, when we beat our fat with a hobo song. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. So we it-
2: Chowdry and John and John Chowdry and John Chowdry and John and John Chowd Tommy Robinson Tommy Tommy Robinson Tommy Robinson and John Chowdry Robinson Got some headphones there we go. So Says my little filler. Well we wait for some headphones uh, that come in. Wait, oh three four four
1: four nine nine Wait oh
2: what the hey A little bit psychedelic there Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome to late night alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Who are you?
3: Catherine Boyle.
2: Mondays to Fridays on Talk Radio. Tell your friends DAB apps, radio apps, and online at TalkRadio.co.uk. And we have doubled our online listening figures over the last twelve months. So thank you ladles and jelly spoons. Thank you, boys and girls. It's uh, it's great to know. You can call in about anything. Um, we're going to sit here and talk about some stuff, some heavy stuff, some light stuff, some silly stuff, um, and you're welcome to call in about anything you want. But, but I want to start the show. 344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I want to start the show with something that I think might be considered con- controversial, but I don't think it is controversial. Go on. Okay, you're going to give me a look when I do it. You're going to give me the look that says, oh, Jesus. Okay, so here's the... um, Oh, by the way, um, I was in bed with my boy's stayed the weekend. Bed with my eight and my six-year-old. And my eight-year-old on Sunday morning said, um, I think I know some swear words. I said, oh, okay, okay. This isn't the controversial bit. I said, okay. He said, I said, well, tell them to me. He said, no, no, no. I said, look, I promise you, we won't be in trouble. Just, I would like to know what they are, and I can help explain to you if they are swear words or if they're not, or kind of, you know, I can explain to you a little bit, you know. And I, I swear, you, uh, you will not be in trouble. So he says crap, and he says f, the f word. Oh. The F word, my little eight year old is nine in January, but my baby, my baby boy in front of my six year old, and I grabbed one, you
1: little bastard!
2: <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, he said, he said, crap, and he said, F. Uh, and I had to sit there, first of all, but here's the thing, right? I was split in two. That corner's disappeared. Where have they gone? First of all, I wanted to laugh, and then I wanted to cry. Yeah. Because it's I like, know. okay, well, we've crossed this line. And I said, okay. I said, right. If I said crap on the radio, I could do that. I'd be all right. It's a swear word, but it's quite a low-level one. What is it out of ten? I said it's probably a four out of ten.
3: I mean, you're playing that up a little bit, but
2: quite a bit. I said it's a four side. out of ten.
3: For an eight-year-old, yeah.
2: I said the F word. If I, got, if I said that, I'd get sacked. Couldn't say that. I would get sacked. Wow! So they're, they're, what's interesting is they're realising that these words have got power. And he said, what is it out of ten? I said, I said, F. That's a seven or eight. He said, Whoa. There's a nine and a ten. Oh, yes. (laughs) And I went, we'll get to that when we come. So, where did you get them from? And he got them from his friend, right? Of course. And the thing is, his friend, he said, but the friend said he got crap from you, Daddy. What? He said, because, um, and I think I vaguely remember it, we were getting creps, and someone called it craps. And I said, that's a swear word. So he he got that. They got that. All right, fine. Um, And the F word. And I said, I said, listen. My boy was so embarrassed, and so, um, but, but found it funny, and, was, and I said, listen, it's cool. Here's the thing. To me, they're just words, okay, and some words seem to have more power than others. I don't quite understand it, and um, I, I don't really want to hear these words coming out of your mouth in conversation, but I'm glad you're telling me, and we can have this conversation. We can chat to each other, but, but you certainly must never say these words to your grandmother because that would break her heart. I'd probably I would probably kill, literally would kill Christina, their Greek grandmother, if he comes in and goes, F this crap. <laughs> um, and I said... Don't say it at school. I said, don't say it at school. I said, look, you say it to your friends. I, I I kind of feel like I want to tell you I don't approve, but I say these words. I certainly... Was I your age when I learnt these words? I don't remember. Probably, probably. Um, I said, look, you just got to be careful with the man they're, they're, they're powerful things and they can really hurt people. Um, but you get any more words that you're unsure about, come and run them past me and I will let you know, you know, um, and what you can, what, what you can do with them. It was an incredible, moment. And, but of course he said it once and I, and I got my phone out. I went, say it again and recorded it. I played the tape, Sam. I sent it to you. Yes. That was a shock, wasn't it?
3: There's something quite obscene about hearing it from the mouth of a child, yeah, isn't there? But yeah. also kinda
2: of hilarious. Uh, yeah. But and it's funny, Especially but when it's not it, your it kids. It's the innocence has gone. My... But to see to see someone sorry, just Go finally on. to see one of the people you love the most in the world who you've you've as I was telling them they were in hysterics are saying, When you were babies, I used to kiss your bums. You guys, as baby like proper newborn babies, you guys had the cutest bums ever. I used to kiss your bums. They were in hysterics. But from someone who, whose bum you have kissed from a baby, from someone who is so pure and so innocent, to have the F come out, it, it's, um, it's like there's a glitch in the system. Go yeah. on, what were you going to say? Sorry.
3: No, I remember the moment that my eldest came home having been taught those words and, and we had a similar conversation. And then yesterday... Of course, now my youngest knows them too. I wonder how that happened mm. um they always from being really tiny of like i don't really buy women 's magazines very often, but sometimes I'll have them like very, very rarely, usually when I'm looking for a new haircut
1: because
3: mm. I'm old fashioned like that. You can obviously, I should be looking on Google images, but anyway, I, I was always a magazines girl um so I'll have them around the house, and they're really old, and I'm not bothered about them anymore. And the girls, from being really tiny, have really enjoyed going through my magazines yeah, and, like, colouring in the lipstick or giving them glasses. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that been their idea. Colouring in a
2: tooth? Is that still a thing? Oh, yeah, so tooth? much. Great. So that's much. a great thing to do. Just
3: colouring them in. They've got colouring books, but for some reason yeah. they prefer my magazines, yep. right?
1: Yeah.
3: So they were doing that today, and then there was a little bit of a there was a bit of a a bit of kerfuffle from the dining room table at one point. I said, what's going on over there? And they went, we found a swear. Uh-oh. This is the thing, right, now they can read the magazines and now I'm thinking maybe I don't want my eldest, you know, going there anymore. Um, and it was Florence Welch that they'd been colouring in and they'd done a lovely black lipstick job. It was fantastic. But underneath there was a quote saying, you know, uh, if this happened, I'd be effed. I said, oh, I said, they said it's the worst swear. I said, oh, dear. And then my younger said, but don't worry, I've sorted it out. I looked and she'd scribbled it out.
2: OK, well done. So
3: they know it's powerful. Yeah. They read it. I kind of enjoyed finding it. But then they realised it's
2: verboten. I made the mistake. I think it was you or maybe my sister I was on the phone to going, yeah, but later on I'm going to teach them the C word. And you could see my eldest kind of prick up. There's a C word? This, this, this mystical C word of which you speak. What does it mean? Gosh. Uh, 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Let's go to... Uh... No, it's not. But thanks for trying. What a surprise. Can I just say, guys, if you're gonna swear, um if you're gonna swear, it what doesn't get broadcast, no one hears it apart from me and Kath and Sam. And Sam, as we know, is an innocent, so he will have to now go and cleanse his ear out He's going to tell f- his mom. with spittle and a cotton bud. <laughs> but if you up that guy just spun up to swear, you you can think is you knew instantly he was going to do something. Yeah, then, didn't you?
3: Travis yeah. and the voice. I knew
2: instantly he was going to do something. We got a button here. We dumped it, didn't we, Sam? Yeah, we got a button here. So, listen, here's the thing. We love the prank calls. We love it. Absolutely love it. But don't swear. Don't be libelous because we've got a dump button. And what that means is. Um, I hit it and the, whatever you say doesn't get broadcast and no one hears it. So, Travis, you had the opportunity there to do a great prank and um, you shot your load too quickly. Just as imagine, imagine you do when you're, when you're pleasuring yourself. Um, we'll have a quick break, then we'll come back. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Um, I do feel perhaps I need to make it... Listen, you, you can call in about anything. All right, and you can. Uh, it, it can be stuff that we're talking about already, or it can be stuff that you you're thinking of that you want to talk about, or it can be, you know, kind of you can follow tangents. From what we're talking about, so I, maybe I should make it a little bit clearer that you are now very welcome. One of the things you could call in about is to phone up and talk about kids swearing. And don't use the swear words, obviously, but you are welcome. Maybe we need to make it a little bit more obvious to people, you know, that they're waiting for the question and we don't do the question. Yeah,
3: because after all, we've doubled the audience. So there's loads yeah. of newbies there that don't know what... The so
2: I'm not going to ask a question about your kids swearing or kids... I'm not going to ask you a question about that. But if you've got something you want to say, let me throw a few out there. When did, when did, when did your kids start swearing? How did it make you feel as a person? Does it bother you? You know, those kind of things. you've got stories like that to tell, then you can give us a call about that. 0344. is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk
0: Radio. Late night conversation worth using sleepover. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 03444991000 Oh three four four four
2: nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Don't swear. Don't be libellous because we got we operate on a delay. Even my kids get the delay system. My kids understand it, so I know it's half term and we welcome you. Is it a full moon tonight? It was bloody close. Yes,
3: I did notice that.
2: It was bloody close to a full moon tonight. Very good. I'm driving in. Think it's a low round moon. I don't. Be- it's, it's a one. I don't know if it's completely full. Did mm. you like the way my boy said milk as well?
3: Yes. And how did you just say full? Full. Full.
2: Full. F U L L. Full.
1: Full. Full.
2: I'm full of milk. Full um, of milk. So we could get, and it's half term and it's a full moon, so we could get some right old dingbats <laughs> phoning up. Let's see. Good evening, Nick. Hello. Hello, Nick. Hello, Ian. Hello, Nick. How yeah, you
4: doing, all right? I'm
2: um, all right, Saint Nick.
4: Turn your radio you. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll turn it down, I'll turn it no. right down. So you turn it off? That's it. Alright. Hello. Hello, Nick?
2: He's gone. Do you want to get Nick back?
3: About can, that full moon.
1: Um
2: Can I oh three, four, 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 nine nine one thousand. So here's the thing here's the controversial thing I wanna say. I think I'm the only person saying this. You know Jamal Khashoggi? Yeah. Probably brutally murdered in this within the saudi Arabian embassy mm-hmm. in Turkey was it
3: eighteen man against one fist yeah. fight yeah. yeah, yeah, possibly
2: had his fingers chopped off while he was alive okay here's the thing. can I say it i don't care now i don't care i don't care i don't care i don't care I, I, you know it's horrific right and I, I don't care, and I'll tell you why because I don't know much about Saudi Arabia, okay? But I heard something the other day and and I kind of googled it tonight. And it turns out that Saudi Arabia is 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 spearheading one of the um most aggressive bombing campaigns that have been around for a long time in the Yemen, right? And uh uh, this just the first story I pulled up. This is from a Canadian newspaper. Um, Since 2015, the Saudis have led a coalition of mostly Arab states intervening in Yemen's civil war, backing the ousted government against Houthi rebels, a Shia group with support from Iran. Both sides have committed war crimes, including, including atrocities against civilians. But Saudi conduct in Yemen has been particularly egregious. Coalition aircraft have repeatedly bombed hospitals and ambulances in the country. This is l- led by the Saudis. They've also bombed refugee camps. So t- 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 the Coalition, led by the Saudis, are bombing deliberately hospitals, ambulances and refugee camps, um, which are swollen with civilians trapped in a war that's displaced more than two million people. All told... Now, when did this story come out? This came out um, a few days ago. So, all told, more than 16,000 Yemeni civilians have been killed or wounded since March 2015, mostly by coalition airstrikes, according to the UN. That is all without mentioning the millions at risk of famine. It's huge famine. No food. And hundreds of thousands infected with cholera. Conditions the Saudis have worsened with blockades... And bombing sorties against civilian infrastructure, and then this is a Canadian thing, and it says Canada is 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 complicit in this because they've sold um, the government and private firms have sold millions of dollars worth of weapons, which we have to the Saudis, to yeah, to the Saudi, of course. which is we have, yeah, exactly, which is why nobody we um, get heavy for a bit, then we will get light, which is why nobody from the British government is going well, we're gonna we, we're not going to sell weapons to them anymore because we get like billions. It's like the biggest thing we sell is weapons. To the Saudis. So no-one in the government has got the guts to go, well, OK, well, we're going to stop. We're going we're to put a ban on selling weapons to the Saudis. Even though
3: there is more than a strong hint that the Saudis are supplying weapons to yeah, people who are using
2: them the against dodgeball. us. So here's the thing, right? So 16,000 civilians have died. Um, massively caused by... Forget the weapons sales for a bit, because we're, we're complicit, Canada's complicit, loads of countries. But, but but 16,000 civilians have died in a campaign spearheaded by the Saudis. There are millions at risk of, of starving if they're not starving already. There's cholera uh, epidemics, and um, the Saudis are bombing hospitals and ambulances and refugee camps. And everyone's really upset about one guy that was murdered. Now, listen, I'm not in any way detracting from the fact that this guy was murdered and it's horrific. And do you know what? His murder means that suddenly I'm now, I've gone off and done a little bit of research and I'm a little bit more aware of the Yemen situation. And But, but people aren't going to Saudi Arabia for this, this uh, market thing, this big international global conference. They're not going because this one guy was killed, this one guy, this one guy, this one guy was killed. And it's horrific, and it probably comes from the prince. You remember the prince was over here like six big months reformer. ago? And um And all, all, all through London, on the way in, you'd see big posters of the prince. The prince was everywhere. This guy's a dick, right? He's a murdering dick. Oh, I didn't know anything about... Shut up, man, of course you did. You ordered it, you, you absolute bell. Um, but I don't really care about this one guy when... To so say I don't care is perhaps slightly harsh, but I am significantly more moved by the kids that have been killed, just who are caught up in a civil war, you know, it could be argued, I wouldn't necessarily argue, it could be argued this guy you know, w- w- was an antagonist of the Saudi regime, and he, you know, he was writing about how dodgy they were, so he must have known there was a possibility that this could have happened, and then he goes into uh, not justifying it in any way whatsoever, of course it shouldn't happen, because it's a murder, of course it's horrific, if it was as, as horrendous as we are being told, with fingers being lobbed off and all of that, it's horrendous, it's horrendous, but, um, probably since the start of the show, a kid, a, a kid will have died in the Yemen because of Saudi Arabia, I don't know the exact stats, but so I'm kind of more concerned about that.
3: Yeah, but isn't it all part of the same thing? In that one state is acting with absolute impunity, carrying on exactly how they want, and they don't care if you see
2: what they're doing. Or but not. then why? But then why is everyone? Why isn't everyone going? What about Yemen? Why is? Why is? I've it seen a lot of that actually since the the murder. Yeah. Right. But why was no one saying that before the murder? Uh, the only reason I know about it is because of the murder, and I heard someone mention it on a phone in. Yeah, but what about what the Saudis are doing in Yemen? Okay, well, I'll check that out, but before it, why was no one going you know this you know the you know that prince that's coming over and has taken over all the billboards in london right why 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 don't we have a little protest about the kids that are being murdered?
3: I heard stuff when he was coming over because it was in the wake of Trump, wasn't it was it was it a oh, couple of and they were saying, no. why is no one protesting this guy who yeah. is actually you know yeah. as bad if not worse Right, okay. But it was it was always fringy. Now it's gone kind of more mainstream because of this outrage that's
1: happened. You
3: know, to go into a consulate, he went to get permission to get married, right? And never came out again. And then it oh oh we don't know what happened to him. And then it transpires (laughs) eighteen people came over, and there somehow was a fight. Come on,
2: guys! Come on, guys! I don't know, but I just find it very hard.
3: I know what you mean to
2: get get emotionally excited. And I had the the outrage that this "This guy's a journalist and this is... uh, all right. Murder happens and murder's horrendous and this sounds like a particularly horrendous one. But those guys, under the um, uh, orders of that prince dude, (coughs) those guys, it turns out, are doing much, 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 much worse. Much worse. Can you tell I don't really understand world politics, but that is... um I
3: mean, look at what they do to their own people in Saudi Arabia. There's like a three-tier thing. It goes... Poor people, very bottom. Yep. I know people that have lived in Saudi Arabia, and yep. they've said, "Poor people, very bottom. You could murder one of them." Hang on, no Nick.
5: One...
2: Nick, turn your radio off, Nick. You could... can you really understand world politics, there we go. But N- Nick, turn your radio off. We're doing a serious bit here, mate. No, no time for levity or brevity. Poor people,
6: very bottom. I know people that have lived in Saudi Arabia. Just wait for the delay to catch up. Sorry, Catherine. You're
2: making a really good point. Hold on to it. Don't let it go. Do you know? Turn the radio off, Nick. Hello? Yeah, turn the radio off, mate. It's off, man. Okay, let Catherine just finish her point, and then we'll come to you, brother.
3: So I know people who've lived in Saudi, right, and they said there are very poor people there who you could murder in front of a police officer and they wouldn't care as long as you're a foreigner or you're someone higher. Oh, really? You can do whatever you want if you're in the right family. If, um, you know, one of the prince's mates wants to pop you off in front of a police officer, you can do it. That's
2: the risk you take. Yeah. I'm going to go and have gay sex on a Saudi beach. I wouldn't. I'm going to do it. I really would Teach wouldn't. those guys a lesson. Nick, do you want to have gay sex with me on a Saudi beach?
4: No, I've been to Turkey, though. Did you have gay sex there? Huh? No, I saw England win 8
2: Um, I'm assuming you mean... Uh,
4: not, the, Co- uh, not Constantinople. Yeah, it's Constantinople. No, yeah. it's not.
2: It was. It never was Constantinople. Anyway,
4: Nick, it was Constantinople.
2: It no, was it never Constantinople. Constantinople.
4: It was Constantinople.
2: Yes. It was Constantinople. Yes, it was never Constantinople. And now it's Istanbul. Istanbul, not Constantinople.
4: Do you you repeating yourself now, man? Um, I, mean, I like you. I like your show. I like your show. It's the best. Brilliant.
2: I love it. I love you, Nick. Yeah. You're, the, you're my favourite caller. Yeah. What have you called yeah, in for? What's
4: your favourite caller, Ian? Listen, I've got into art, Ian. Oh, yeah? I've turned my bedroom into a an art studio. How about that?
2: Um, that sounds great. Getting high on those fumes?
4: No. You should do. No. No. Boy, why do you assume the artists have got paint fumes coming out of their ear holes? I didn't mention anything
2: about ear holes.
4: <laughs> or
2: nose holes, then. Thank you. Well, you, well because paint... You, well, if you're in, painting in a bedroom, that's an enclosed yes. space. No, oh, it's an it's an open space. You live in a in a an outdoor bedroom.
4: I've just i just started. I, I use my balcony normally, but okay. now the weather's coming in, I'm using my bedroom. What do you paint?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Do you what, paint? What, what? Do you paint nudes? Uh,
4: no. I'm trying to do a joke actually, there. I'm Trying to do a joke. Do you do you a paint? A lot of people want me to paint them, and I say. Well, do you paint nude? No, it no, no, prefers clothes? canvas. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You
2: know, oh, it doesn't, it's, not, it's not quite there.
4: It's not. No, no, no. no I, I I'd love like a that. portrait I done, Nick. sex is real. I think sex is like... Sex is real? Hmm.
2: Where did that come from? Ooh. Sex is real. Of course it is, yeah. Prove it. Do it now. Make it happen.
4: No, you're just getting titillating. That's not abstract. That's just being silly
2: <laughs> with the world
4: needs more silliness Nick <laughs> doesn't it it know, needs more I silly hey, I, what I wanted to phone up about was I've been looking forward to the Lauren Hardy film yeah but it's not coming out till next year what do you think about that here well Have the
2: premiere been, was the premiere was yesterday so that makes me think it must be coming out soon
4: yeah well that was in France or somewhere though wasn't no it? it was in London Catherine, could you find out when the Laurel and what, I'm what date
2: next Was month it? the Laurel and Hardy film comes out?
4: Next year, January February, isn't it? Oh man, mate! The,
2: pre- a... the pre- why would they have the London premiere yesterday if it's not coming out for three or four months?
4: Uh, well, I've been looking out for it. It's Steve Coogan and uh, no. John Thompson, and uh, I John think C. it'd Riley. be really good cause I love Laurel and Hardy, John and John I, think, I think that'd be a great film to see at the cinema, you know, for a change, like.
2: What'd you writing? Um Well, I um, was disappointed to find out I'd missed. I thought was waiting for it to come out, and I went online. It yes. came out a month ago. The House with the Clock in Its Walls. What? Came out a month ago. September the 21st, it came out. I missed it. So we had to. We, well, we watched Goosebumps 2. Now that's a good film. I think you'd like it, Nick. Goosebumps 2. 21st of October. 21st of October. So what? Lauren Hardy?
4: To yesterday.
2: The Laurel Hardy film's out now, Nick.
4: Wow. I thought it was coming out next year. Well, oh, it came uh, out I'll, I'll yesterday. Be Times. I'll, you... be, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll oh, as soon as I see it I'll go and see it. I've got a, a girlfriend lined up. No you haven't with, huh? so it's
2: cool. Okay. Have you painted yes, I her have, nude? I
4: have. Pardon? have you painted her nude? She's been painted nude actually, yes, she has, yeah. By you? No, not by me. No.
2: Does that make you jealous? Another artist has got his oils
4: all over her. No, no, I oils. Just, he told me, but you know, there's nothing sexual in it. Oh, <laughs> you're come trying on. Trying to put this sexual angle on Come on,
2: on mate. If you're if you're getting paint, painted <laughs> nude, you're going to be hot and horny. <laughs> I would be. I was when I was a nude model. I was horny. You done it? I've, of course, I've done it. They had to, um, they had to get me um, some bananas to hide behind because I, so, I was so turned on. <laughs> just to have like fifteen people, of all different ages, ethnicities, <laughs> genders, just staring at me. Oh, Loved it. Carried away now. I I, I, will, I I would have got carried away, but they, they, um, they frown on that kind of thing. You're not allowed to move.
4: Otherwise, it'd well,
2: be well, been a very no
1: blurred
4: picture. I've got a they lot of blurring in, blurring in, in it. Billy so Wiz. All
3: right, we get it.
4: Flipping it. Okay, okay. No, no, it's great show. Thank I'm, you, Nick. I'm just checking in, but it's great to talk to you guys. And I uh, hope you carry on. I hope you stay with the talk radio. So do again. I, mate.
2: It pays, my, pays my, my wages. Thank you very much, Nick. Nice to talk to you, fella. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call. This is the Late Night Alternative of Talk Radio.
0: Uncut, after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.
2: 03444991000. Yeah, John, what do you want? Make it quick because you would bore me, you insipid, insulting scumbag. Hello, John. Hi. Um get to the point, like, you slimehole.
7: You, you sound like you have a cold. I hope you get better. Get stuffed. Did, <laughs> did you have the did you hear the story with the lioness? That killed the lion? Yep. Turns out that the lioness was inspired by the hashtag Me Too movement.
2: Okay, so this is a story, um that somewhere I don't know if it was a zoo or a wildlife reserve, I only saw the headline. Yep. A lioness, I think it was a zoo, a lioness killed. Yep. Um, killed a lion, which is unusual, um, and the staff were yep. alerted because there was a lot of screaming and there was a lot of noises coming on. And John thinks that that, that is that you that is a great springboard to make a joke about rape and sexual abuse. Um, so let's see how this goes. John, carry on with the carry on with the comedy routine about rape and sexual abuse. Away you go. No, that's all. That's
8: all I have to say. You will make what.
2: With it what you want as usual. You, you, don't, you don't do. You got no more material about about rape and sexual abuse because that's I've what the Me Too but, movement. You made the left turn. You, you 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 would you would you would you start your premise. <laughs> your premise was already on the uh, on the wonk. Um, you know that you know what Me Too is about. It's it's about people who have been sexually abused, who have been raped, or or, or who have been downtrodden simply because of their gender by men, and have have had their careers uh, at best made uncomfortable. At worst, completely. uh, Just hang on 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 one second, hang on one second. We have a conversation. Women who've had their um, uh, 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 jobs at very best made uncomfortable. The workplace made very uncomfortable at best, and at worst have had their careers ended, their relationships ended, have been sexually abused, raped, violated. Um, You know, that's it covers that whole broad spectrum and probably a whole lot more that I I don't understand. But I'm I'm, if anyone wants to educate me, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And you have decided. To come on and use a really weird, weird story
7: about a lioness killing a lion. Because that was abused. That was abused as well by the by the by the opposite sex. Was abused. It was abused. It was meant to help them out, and they abused it. <laughs> okay, right? John. Okay, John.
2: That's your worst one yet, mate. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. He really knows how to misjudge a crowd, doesn't he? He really knows how to misjudge a crowd. That's his worst one yet.
3: What a prat. <laughs> I mean, really. have,
2: I, have I got the, the, the premise behind yeah, Me Too? Yeah, and I'm kind of right. f-
3: fed up of st- stupid, usually blokes, I've got to say it, throwing up, oh yeah, Me Too, as if it's um, just women having a go at men. It's not just women having hey, a go at men.
2: Hang on, though. I'm now single and I don't feel safe approaching women... Um, asking them out on dates in case I get accused of rape.
3: Well, as long as you're not asking them out on dates with your willy in your hand, you're probably going to be all right. Here's a tip for you <laughs> guys anyone thing. anyone confused about you know whether you're going to get me tooed if she's fully dressed and you've got your willy out, you're probably going to get me too <laughs> it's,
2: it's it's really simple. Well, it's, well, I can't even approach a lady now because she's going to accuse me of rape. Well, here's the thing, mate. Don't rape her. That's 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 a that's a that's a, that's a standard I kind of live my life by. And and don't don't be. Don't be a div. Don't be. You can, Of course, you can ask people out. Of course would You, you can ask people out. Just, just like Cassis, don't get your willy out. Don't go in going, ha 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 ha. Don't say anything you don't want to read in the papers. Yeah, that's it. Simple. Imagine it's your mum or your daughter. Not that, you know, obviously, because that Imagine would be weird. Imagine
3: if, if someone said it to your sister.
2: There we go. Thank you. <laughs> I can't ask a lady out anymore, but can't I? because I'm going to be accused of rape. Well, yeah, if you, you rape her, you, you
3: will. If you're frightened that your behaviour is so creepy that you're going to get exposed, maybe change your behaviour.
2: Yes, man. Um, but thanks for that. O- good three. one, though, John. Nice. Funny. It was funny, though. It was funny. I did enjoy it. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Good evening, Paul. Ian, good
8: evening. Hello, Catherine. Hiya, Paul. Hello. I've never phoned a radio station, Ooh, ever.
2: We're taking your radio
8: oh. cherry. I like it. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm a first-time caller. and Before I go on to my subject, I'd like to just give you a bit of feedback about your show. I can honestly say it's hilarious, innovative, just makes me laugh.
2: All the time. It's just a brilliant show. All the, t- all the time? Hang on. if He's laughing all the time. We're doing something wrong because sometimes we do serious bits. I know. He's not oh, taking... well... Well, there I'm we go. we've got that wrong. All right. Well, thank you. You're very kind, uh, Paul. Thank you very much indeed. I'm, I am appreciate that a lot. What well, have you got for us tonight? pleasure.
8: Now, I heard you talking about um, how you how you spoke to your two sons, and obviously you clearly adore them, and how you spoke to them about the swear words yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, I was born in 61, I'm now 57, and on listening to you, I was thinking, wow, the, the way you spoke to them, the way you dealt with that, that's like fantastic parenting. Thanks, parenting. Now, I just had a, a flashback. Now, this is how I was disciplined. Now, I hope you believe what I'm going to say. I'm not going to embellish this in any way whatsoever. Ooh, yeah. But when I was around 10 or 11, I think I said something like bugger. Yeah. And at the time, being a child of the 60s, remember we used to have coal fires? Yeah, oh yeah, of course. And you, you, you'd have to stoke the coal fire with a poker.
2: No, I think I know where this is going. I don't want no, it to go I
8: prom- there. I promise you. Now, my parents were good people, but my father was fiercely, fiercely strict. Now, What he actually did was he sat me down at the side of the coal fire. He put the poker in the fire. He waited till it was red hot. He grabbed the back of my neck and he held it to the side of my face. Now, now I promise you, I'm not trying to do this for dramatic effect. Now, there was another instance where I said something very sort of um, nothing's you know, I was about 10 or 11. I think I said bugger or something. And he, at the time, there was um, fairy soap, fairy carbolic soap, which used to have to rub on the cuffs and collars of shirts. Yep, yep, yep. To get it. He he scraped that on my teeth.
1: Yeah, I had that. And made
8: me swallow it. I think I was speaking in bubbles for a fortnight. But
1: I had that I, when
3: I was a kid. I, yeah. Flipping horrible.
8: And that, I, you know, it's incredible, isn't it, now... Parenting is the biggest respons- the most, the biggest responsibility in the world. Yeah. And I adored my parents, but I was so scared of my father. The, the the it was so extreme that
2: you'd be locked up for that nowadays. That is, um, I mean, that's 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 pretty hardcore, man. That's that's um, it is, isn't it? It is. It's
3: Victorian parenting, is what it is.
8: Absolutely.
2: How do Absolutely. you? How do you? I mean, how do you look back on your dad? With in, in the context of that and everything else that happened, do you think he was fair? Do you think he was a product of the times? Do you think he was a it was, was a thug? What do you think? I adored my father. I loved him so much. Um my father was
8: ill all of my life, really. Um he had emphysema and bronchitis and he died in two thousand and two. I loved him so much. Yeah, yeah. And I don't I don't um, have any anger or any bad feelings towards him at all. He was just doing the best. That he knew. Um, but it's strange, really, that now I'm older, I have, I don't know, it, it's a mitigating fact, but I have, I have crippling anxiety. Mm. I really do struggle with anxiety. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that that's, I'm saying it's maybe partly to blame how I've been brought up, but uh, it certainly didn't do me any
2: favours. Um, thanks for sharing that, Paul, and thanks for the kind words on how I dealt, dealt with the situation at the, uh, at the weekend. I really appreciate it. Well, keep up the good work. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, there you go. Yeah, man. that
3: soap thing. But I got off lightly according to... It was my mum that did it. Because when she did it as a kid, her dad gave them... She she and her twin sister had both been... Well, one of them had been caught swearing in the street and they couldn't work out which twin had done it. So granddad got a bar of soap, cut it in half, and they had to eat it. Not just have it rubbed on their teeth, they ate it. I mean, flipping heck, how could you do that to your kids?
2: Paula's uh, texted in. And you can text in. I never do the text eight seven triple two. Start the word tech talk. Twenty five pence per message plus your standard network rate. The spelling in this is atrocious, Paul Hove. But I get the I get what you're saying, Ian. You're not always the best of commentators, and now you want to discuss swearing, but without the actual words. Two exclamation marks. Yes. Well, yeah. Because we'd lose our jobs. So yeah. And you don't need to discuss swearing, and uh, you don't you don't need to say the words. You know. So yeah. I would. Yet yeah, in front of your female companion...
9: Who am I, Doctor Who? <laughs> Alice says, I'm Doctor Who, my I TARDIS, am I female
3: companion? Also, if this is about to be swearing in front of someone who's not got a penis, you don't need to worry about that.
2: Yeah, well, it's not swearing. Yet yeah, in front of your female companion, you use the euphemism, shoot your load. Yeah. Not your best polite moment, eh?
3: Hey, guess what? This I've, in I've got two kids. You can say that in front of me.
2: Kath, shot, Kath has literally shot her load in front of me. I'm just saying the words. Oh, three, the switchboard's empty for the first time since we started. Oh, so there we go, that's nice. Oh, 0344 499. Four, You'll make a little bit less noise, Catherine. On I the want to get this
3: in the bin. Can I do it now? Or yeah, sure, a... go
2: and do it now, you won't. Told you. <laughs> oh, 0344 <laughs> This is The Late Night
0: Alternative with uh, Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, 03444991000. Four,
2: this Saturday night, Catherine and I will be hosting the first uh, rabbit hole picture show. There's now 13 tickets left because we just sold two more. Just sold two more, yes. after, which is great. We gave away a couple of tickets. 13 tickets left. They're only eight quid each. You get to see a movie. Me and Kath do a little mini, mini rabbit hole at the start. You can talk, you, you can shout out during the movie. It's, uh, there's a bar there which will be open th- while the, the entire thing is on. And afterwards we've got um, Gary Smart, isn't it, is his name, who is showing Fright Night. And he made a brilliant documentary about Fright Night. And he's going to come and we'll do a Q&A and we'll interview him. And if you've got any questions, any thoughts, if you want to just shout out and say, I thought that film was, was SH1T. You can do that. Um... We're doing another one in November on a Sunday afternoon and I'm really gutted because the thing I wanted to get was this brilliant uh, BBC documentary. It was a brilliant documentary series in the early 90s called Teenage Diaries and uh, a load of teenagers, 14, 15, 16, 17 were given video cameras. At the time, video cameras were a big thing, and they filmed their lives, and they went out as a, as a series. And they were great. Someone I was in college with uh, uh, did one when I was doing my A-levels again, a girl whose name I can't remember. And she had been adopted by two gay men? Have I got that right? Anyway, she's really nice. And one of them was this guy, Chris Needham, who starts this rock group called Manslaughter. It's so good. It's so funny. And I'd been and seen... Marilyn, I'll come to you in a second. I'd been to the Barbican about 15 years ago when they had an evening of music films, and that was one of the things that they shown. You had to buy a ticket for it, which is important. And that was one of the things they shown. 15 years ago, yeah. And I thought it'd be great to do a double bill of a silly film like Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, which I'm still trying to work out who owns the rights to. Uh, and this, because it's like 40 minutes long, so you do that as a B-movie, then you have a break, and then you show the, the main feature. So I've been in touch with the BBC licensing department, and it's so complicated. You've got to fill in this form, and then they reply to you, but then you've got to go back to the form, and you can't reply to the email. You've got to go back into the form with your reference and refill the form. It's, it's a BBC bureaucracy at the BBC would it. it. So I said, great, right, I want to license this. And they say, okay, right, fine. We need to know some things: capacity of the venue, will you be charging? Will there be paid guests? I said, right, okay. Well, the venue holds sixty-five, and we'll probably be charging seven or eight quid, and we'll try and get some guests, but we can't guarantee anything. So then they reply, and they always reply about eight o'clock at night. So you know it's like the last thing they've sent, and then they because you you can't can't reply, and it takes three or four days to get reply. And they've gone, ah, well, unfortunately, because you're charging for this, we can't let you have it. Have a great event. And so I've replied. Well, okay. Well, I, I I paid to see it fifteen years ago at the Barbican. Okay, and they would have done it legitimately. Maybe the rules have changed. But okay, supposing we it was now. I'm now. i now I'm on a mission. Now I've got a cob on. I said, okay. So if we didn't charge, could we show it? I bet they come back and say no. No. I bet they come back and say no. So annoying. So anyway, so we're going to do another one in November. It's going to be a Sunday afternoon. And I don't know what we're going to show yet. I want to, show, I want to do something musical, but I realise I'm really leaving it late and it will be great to... Um, in fact, that's what I've got to do tomorrow. Just, it'll be great to be able to announce it on Saturday. So I've just got to... I, I, I want to show Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, which is an incredible, an incredible movie. So to, to do... To, my to-do list, Kiss... And I hope I don't misinterpret that. (laughs) Let's go. 0344 499 1000. Good evening, Marilyn. Hello, Ian. Hello, Marilyn. It's a long time since I phoned you, but
10: I'm ringing up to say what a lovely night when the lads was on,
2: on Friday night. Did you enjoy that? I did, and I thought, what lovely boys... They, here's the thing: They weren't actually my children. They were they were actors.
1: <laughs> stunt boys. They
2: were stunt boys who were much well. That's very kind because I did worry, Marilyn, oh, that it was no, a little no. bit self indulgent and people wouldn't have enjoyed it. And um,
10: oh, I loved them. I thought they were lovely. It reminded me and my two when they were little.
2: Oh, you don't <laughs> you don't want them, dear, for a month or so? Just uh...
1: Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <obviously>. <laughs> they, t- trust me, I had them for the weekend. Boy, oh boy, that house smells like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> a a bit. As a direct result. Oh, well, thank you. They, they What was funny, Marilyn, because they've been in a couple of times. And they're a bit younger, obviously. And they've uh-huh. been saying for ages, when can, the eldest, was saying when can we come in? When can we come into your work? When, I said, okay, well, at half term, we'll see if we can sort something out. So they came in, and obviously we had the brilliant Pete Heat in The Magician. And then once oh, Pete went... They really enjoyed him, didn't oh, they? Oh, well, he was great, right? And, but then what uh, happened was, was once, once he left, my eldest went, oh, I'm a bit bored now, can I go and watch Netflix?
10: I know. I know. <laughs> Unbelievable!
2: <laughs> Unbelievable. But I tell you what was lovely, Marilyn, there was a bit during one of the breaks when Pete kind of took my eldest, and my eldest is quite shy, right? And he took, Pete took my eldest to one side, and I looked over, and I didn't stare, but I was looking out the corner of my eye, and they sort of turned their backs to me, and it's because they were having a secret magic Conversation and Pete was explaining to him how he could do his trick a little bit better, and was showing him some techniques. And they right. didn't want me to see. And I felt, I felt a little bit excluded because you're a parent and you do. But I, I thought I was a. I thought what a lovely thing of Pete to do. And B, I was oh, yes, so proud was of my excellent. boy. I was so proud of my boy yes, just talking I to a magician. That... <coughs> oh. <coughs> Sorry, coffee up chicken. Uh... It might be a gold watch. <laughs> Uh oh, something there. Get something standing. Uh, get someone standing by. Marilyn may not make it to the end of this call. <laughs> Marilyn, we need all of the listeners we can get. I forbid you to choke.
10: I uh, I watch. I listen every night uh, to you, but I've uh, been. Um, it's a long time since. Uh, I don't know if you remember the last time I phoned. I was telling you to take the boys camping. Oh,
0: remember. that was you! I do
2: remember that. I do remember yeah. that. You. Uh, what did you... Because you used to go camping for, like, a month or something, didn't you? Uh,
10: we did the Pennine Way with them, <laughs> them when they were, like, just a bit older than yours, uh, <laughs> nine and ten. <laughs> You're crazy! You're
2: a crazy lady!
10: Uh, I, I was. I wish I could do it now. I
2: bet you do. I, I bet you do. I was do. about
10: 40 then, and uh, they were. it was great, but... Um, I'm not in good health at the moment. Oh, right. mate, is it's it six years
2: so. or? Oh, well, they don't listen. They don't stay babies for long, do they?
10: They don't. I mean, now they're uh, well, they're both
2: older than you. Well, they're, they're probably both older than you now. They must be. <laughs> they must be. They, they've got to be like old men now.
10: Uh, they're uh, they're getting one's forty-eight
2: and one's forty-six. Aye, and I bet. But mm-hmm. I bet it, you know. It seems like yesterday that you were wiping their backsides.
10: I know. Getting they're, them into their shorts. Now I've got six lovely grandchildren of them.
2: Fantastic.
10: Uh, And uh, they're all I've got four boys and two girls.
2: Beautiful. Beautiful. And I bet they make a big fuss of grandma when they come round.
10: They do. Well, uh, three of my grandchildren live in Scotland, and uh, so they've just... Told us if there's a match on this weekend, they're coming down. All of them, they come and stop and
2: <laughs> um Use you as a nice hotel if there's a bit of football on. <laughs> Outrageous!
10: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, they've been down a lot this year with us being so poorly, and uh, but the other one comes every Saturday, but he works away during the week. He lives about ten miles away, or so yeah. But uh, so I spend a lot of time on my own now. Because uh, my husband died two years ago.
2: Oh, mate, I'm uh, sorry. Uh,
10: that's my second one. I don't know oh. what I'm doing to them. The
7: the um, the black the, widow strikes again.
10: I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. My grandson's just uh, said um, he's just getting a job. With a Lloyd's Bank, and yeah. he, he says uh, he's doing Scottish widows. I says, "What about <laughs> the bloody English widows?"
2: <laughs> well, Marilyn, the, ex- the, expert at that. you've got you've you've got time to find a third, and and you know maybe that one will work out for you. I don't know. If I
10: could get, if I could get myself out the house I might, but I I, cannot, uh, I think I'm getting a bit agrophobic.
2: Oh no, really? I've
10: always been a Get a, I've got my little car there, and I, I always used to just go off all over the place, but uh, I'm having a lot of trouble when we have different yeah. problems, and uh, so it's uh, curtailing us.
2: Well, Marilyn, uh, listen, don't, you, you know, uh, you, you're, I love it when you give us a call. You're welcome to call us up. We, we, you know, we're here Monday to Friday. You can give us a call any time, even if you've got nothing to say. You just want to, you know, hear another voice. You'll be very, very welcome to give us a call any time. Can I
10: just ring her up and moan, eh? yes! yes! So everyone else There's does, so Marilyn. Come come in give somebody else a break.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn, you'd be very welcome to ring us up and moan. We'd love it. We'd love it. And it's nice to hear you laughing, my dear.
10: Oh, 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 I do, I do. I'm happy on, uh, by myself. I'm not not lonely, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know. But yeah. uh, it's uh, very, very quiet where I live, and and you don't see anybody really, you know.
2: And does that bother you? Because it's quiet where I live now, and I love it. Uh, I love it.
10: Uh, it's just that I, I had to get a gardener in the first time last week. Because uh, we one of my grandsons was keeping it right, but he's gone back to uni, and uh, but I always ha- could do the garden and yeah. everything, and I'm not. It's frustrating.
2: Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. Of
1: course
10: now, it is. If I could just do what I, I'd be all right, you know.
1: Yeah.
10: See, when my first husband died, I was only fifty-one, Very and
1: dear. I
10: was working. I had my own business and that, and uh, so I had loads going on in my eyes seeing
2: loads of people. Is the gardener fit? Does he when it's hot, does he take his shirt off? No.
10: No. Is it the Chatley's lovely? That was no it. You yes. that yeah, one butt. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No. <laughs> no, it's not happening, is it? All right. Nah. Well, Marilyn, listen, we've got to go to the news, but it's lovely to talk to you, and you give us a call talk anytime. To you. All right, but my dear.
10: Remember, them labs are a credit to you. Oh, they're lovely.
2: Bless you. That's very, very kind of you to say, Marilyn. I'm sure your boys are too. It sounds like they're great. Thank you very much indeed. What a lovely lady. What a lovely lady. We'll talk a little bit about. Um, when your body starts giving up on you, which is, I didn't want to ask her what was wrong with her, none of my business. If she wants to tell us, she's very welcome to. But um, we'll talk after 11 so we're about to go to the news. But just finished reading that Robin Williams book.
5: Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, the ending of that, the last two or three chapters, had me in bits. Absolutely in bits. I didn't know why he'd killed himself. I, I thought it was because there were so many things. And I tweeted it, and a load of people went, oh, actually, no, we did know that. That was out there. So I must have missed it. But but all of the reasons I thought he'd killed himself were wrong. And also, it was four years ago. Four years ago this month, I think. It was October 2014, or maybe November 2014, that he killed himself. I thought it was last year. That's incredible. Four years. Poor old Robin Williams. It's an incredible book. And um, the, last, uh, the last, you know, well, the last year, really, was so sad for him. Anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit. We've got loads more to talk about. Tiggy Winkles, uh, Goosebumps 2. Um, oh, and the, some silly website has got some psych hacks to help you get through life. Don't know what that means. 0344 1000. This is Talk Radio.
0: The Late Night Alternative with Ian e Lee
11: on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
11: Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with up I've never been with anything less than a Don't end up as mine It's a death defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some of the guy much time in school but i totally ladies plenty it's true i hire my body out the pay. hey hey i've gotten burned over cheryl teague's blown up for and welch but when i wind up in the hey it's only hey 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 i might jump an open drawbridge
2: Nine nine one thousand is the telephone number to call the late night alternative weeknights between 10 o'clock at night, one o'clock in the morning uh, on talk radio with me and Catherine Boyle. You can listen on DAB. You can download the app or you can go to talkradio.co.uk podcasts and all of that stuff as well. Like subscribe, share that um, switchboard is empty. Which means um, if you don't call in, it's going to be me talking for ages. And that's boring. 0344 499 1000. Some of the stuff we've spoken about already. Kids swearing. My eight-year-old said the F word at the weekend. Not in an aggressive way. In a very nervous, I think I know some swear words. Uh, And I I coaxed them out of him. It was the F word and it was crap. And, um, And we had a chat about it and about why... Some words are more powerful than others, and I personally think it's silly that some words are more powerful than others, but they are. And don't ever say that in front of your grandmother, because it would probably, <laughs> it would actually cause a heart attack to take place, um, I think. And of course, I recorded him saying it as well, so I've now got that treasure uh, forever. We talked about Saudi Arabia, and I don't really... The great scheme of things, you know, the death of this journalist Jamal Khashoggi gentleman is sad and is horrific and is a crime. But uh, after doing a little bit of research, a little bit, turns out Saudi Arabia is doing a lot worse stuff than that. Who'd have thought it? And yet that prince dude came over, um, and took up all of the advertising uh, space um in london and we um knelt down in front of him asked him to turn around lifted his robes and kissed his ass and he's a dodge and but we'll always kiss his ass because they spend billions and billions of dollars on weapons who'd have thought it guys oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call why the hell was howard hughes doing rock and roll myths at the weekend. Howard Hughes, the unexplained, was doing rock and roll myths. I must admit, I fell asleep. Uh, Which is is the greatest compliment I think you can pay to any um, late-night radio presenter. And I never take it as an insult when people say, I fell asleep listening to you. Great. I'm doing my job. You're falling asleep listening to me? Perfect. And I fell asleep listening to Howard because I had the kids. I was shattered. Shattered. But he did an hour. Coming up in an hour. We've got somebody in to talk about the greatest rock and roll myths of all time. Howard Hughes. Rock and roll myths. What? Very confused. Fact, I didn't hear it, so maybe it was brilliant. If you heard it, I because I do love Howard Hughes. I don't think this is a, a Matthew Wright knocking, a bloke I cannot stomach. But um, uh, By the way, if you want to read all about Matthew Wright's forthcoming baby, get the Daily Star. and a two-page spread. He's selling his kid before it's even born. Um um but yeah if if maybe you did listen to the howard hughes rock and roll can i just have a sip of water i've got very dry throat sorry hang on thank you if you've um got uh if you heard howard hughes on sunday 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call plenty to talk about in this hour let's go to jasmine first good evening jasmine
6: Good evening, Ian. Hi, Catherine. Hey, Jasmine. Ooh, Jasmine,
2: your English has improved in the few months since we last spoke.
6: Um, yes, I had to um, listen. I'm in big trouble here in Switzerland um, because I actually became famous.
2: And it's actually got worse <laughs> in the last few seconds. You you became famous.
6: Yes. Um, do you remember about my project, about me wandering around and hearing people's eye diseases?
2: You were eating people's eye diseases.
6: I'm curing them.
2: Hang on a minute. So you were doing a project, <laughs> right? And it was it was yes. you were going around. What were you doing with people's eye diseases?
6: Um, I'm actually inventing a special training for the eye muscles. Yeah. Um, but more for the brain. Yeah. For people who have hyperopia and have myopia. Wow! And now I've specialised in, in hyperopia.
2: whos is in... isn't? I'm in hyperopia.
6: No, she specialised in. Oh,
2: it. but so, but someone had—I got confused. Someone had youropia.
6: Hyperopia, that is.
2: But what was the um, other one? You said something about youropia. Oh,
6: <laughs> myopia, that yeah, is. Yeah, youropia. So,
2: um, what? What is? Your, what? Tell me about this opia of yours. What is it?
6: Um, I have myopia and yeah, yeah, youropia. Yeah, have trouble.
2: What is um, your yeah, opiate? Oh. <laughs>
6: um to say that it is uh, short-sightedness.
2: So so, so your opiate is short-sightedness.
6: What's my opiate? Opia.
2: Your, your opiate, yeah, your opiate, exactly. Uh-huh. So your opiate um, is no, short-
6: I your...
2: Yeah, yeah, your opiate, yeah. That's short-sightedness, but others have different opiates.
6: I uh, no, it's quite my.
2: I know that's what we're talking about for the moment, um, your opia, but try to just just focus off you a little bit and on others, so we know what your opia is mm-hmm. what 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 other what other opiates do people have so your we know what your opia is, yes
6: <laughs> um no, I don't think you get it right well you t- t- tell me um, again
2: about sorry. your tell me again about your opia
6: um that's what you see it's called myopia yeah yours yes, um and not. <laughs> Yeah, um, but not my. Op- I haven't thing. got. I haven't
2: got an opia. So don't don't turn this on me. I want to know about. I want to know about y- Jasmine. I want to know about your opia.
6: You have this as well, my opia.
2: I haven't got it. No, um, no. You've got it. you've got it. You've got. You've got it. So yeah, tell me about your opia.
6: Um. Yeah, listen. I've been curing people who have had opia, and they are quite thankful.
2: And so is your opia. And- and we'll talk about the others in a minute. I can get two hours out of this. You talk about the others. In a minute. Is your opia cured?
6: Not yet. And but I'm, I'm still working on it.
2: Well, I pray. I pray for you. I pray for you. Tell me Hello. about the others. Tell me about the others opias.
6: <laughs> so I that they cured two people. Yep. And they thrown away their glasses, and then they told other people, and so became famous. Well. But.
2: Hang on. So you 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 encourage people to throw away their glasses. You're like um, you're like John Gaunt, but with results. This is incredible. Can you cure? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know if I've. Kath, have you got an opiate? I have. Yeah. Can you cure Kath's opiate?
6: Maybe. yes. Yeah. Maybe.
2: On, go on, then. Do it now.
3: Should I take my contact lenses out and flush them? No, don't flush them. They go into the water system. Put them in the bin.
2: But that means fish can see really, really well. And then, <laughs> but then they can escape from sharks, and so sharks. So the, it totally messes up the whole food chain. That's why there's a shortage of cod. Oh.
3: Anyway, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I think Jasmine is just starting to realise this is the most nonsensical call we've had this hour. Um, okay, so now, but then you said you were famous, but now you're not famous.
6: Now, the thing is that I became more and more famous because a lot of people want to be cured by me and by my invented exercises. And it's a bit of a problem because I did never want it to be about me. I wanted to be, you know, about the purpose of healing people.
2: Healing people, yes. You're a little bit like Christ. Give us one of the exercises. I'm googling
3: jasmine and opia, but I'm not getting anything.
2: Give your opia <laughs> isn't listed. Jasmine, give us one of the exercises that we can do now to for anybody who's got my opia, or your opia, um, or
6: their opia. Yes, yeah. someone has. <laughs> their own someone opias. They're using some cheeses. Who thinks of Jesus? And you think someone think gave I'm you some cheeses. The father was Jesus. They thought you were cheeses. <laughs> I thought you were... Jesus, God, their, their opiates Everybody must have been can't awful. not
12: all.
2: So why don't you... OK, then. Um, why don't you give us an exercise to do now?
6: Um, OK, I have one exercise that helpful for hyperopia, and it is called a pen exercise. A
2: pen exercise, OK. Do you have a pen? Um, yeah, I have a pen, yes, I do. you got a pen, Catherine? Yeah. You normally do, because you're a spod. You're a spoddy bumlet that enjoys writing. There we go. Thanks. Like a square from the 1800s, um, Come on, like Charlotte Bronte. All right, mate. Yes, yes. We have, we have pens. Do we have to hold them under our breasts? Because I think I can now.
3: Er. Uh. Oh. Er, uh, indeed. <laughs> oh,
6: God. To er oh, no, is to no, human. To right.
2: Give us the bloody exercise, Jasmine.
6: Uh, yes, I'm actually doing it. So you take oh. a pen.
2: You're doing it, but we don't know so what it, it front is. Of your eyes. and make it go bendy. Yeah.
6: Put it backwards and forwards. Are we supposed to? So the yet? eyes can focus on different. Um... Do you know what I mean? <laughs> on different distances. Yeah. Can we stop yet? Right up please.
2: I can feel myopia getting better. Nah. No? no. So nah, why is, what, is it, what is this doing, apart from um, b- b- potentially losing our jobs and making us look like idiots? Uh, no, in fact, you have to cover one of your eyes. It
6: makes you look now even more me. funny. Now
2: she tells me. She tells, now, you didn't say we had to cover an eye. Yeah, you actually
6: have to.
2: OK, well, Jasmine, thank you so much for your call. It's, it's nice talking to a, a, a medical wonder such as yourself.
6: You're up, yeah.
2: Europia?
3: Yes. Do you think they actually thought she was Jesus, or they just went, Jesus?
2: 344 <laughs> 499 This is Talk Radio.
0: Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative, with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
2: 344 That's how the show rocks. People want to phone up and say they're Jesus. We'll, we'll take a kennel phone up and and shoot you down in flames, holy flames, but, yeah, know, you ought to phone up and, and that's fine. Good evening, Drucy. Hi, are all right, mate? Yeah, I'm all right, Drusey.
5: Yeah, not so bad. What do Didn't you think ask. about this new law that's coming out, um, about the cooking and driving law? I don't know if you've heard about I it. I've missed
2: this one. I've not really been following yeah. the news this weekend. Where you go.
5: Uh, drivers caught cooking whilst driving are to yep. face tough penalties the government says under new what rules if you're hanging
2: a minute day, what if you're cooking at home but you still hold a valid driving license
5: yeah it's cooking and driving and so it, in the in says, the car yeah it says it's coming out next year yep. and the drivers will receive six points and face a 120 pound fine
2: okay so it's not it's not okay well that's that's affordable you have got a clean license you got a few quid in the bank it so might be worth be doing a little office. barbecue on your lap
5: no the police gave me this um mm? I was I was I was cooking and driving. I got the document says it will be an effective deterrent against cooking drivers using yeah. portable gas cookers gas whilst cookers. driving the vehicle impedes the driver's ability.
2: Well, there's your loophole. Yeah. Doesn't mention pizza ovens.
5: Yeah, but I see lots of cyclists riding about. It's all right for them. I see well, lots of them cooking roast dinners on the arm. Well,
2: no, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not turning this into one of those. Um, drivers versus cyclist things. Yes, I've seen, like you say, I've seen, I've seen cyclists cooking roast dinners. I've seen cyclists basting. Yeah. I saw, I saw one um, cyclist tossing uh, pancakes while he yeah, was but riding. You didn't have but to buy a gravy no, but, off but eBay. no, but listen, no, stop it, juicy because I've seen just as many, if not more, right. drivers doing
5: doing exactly the same thing in cars. Yeah, but you haven't been harassed. I mean, the policeman... I haven't asked. been to Rust. The huh? policeman said, what are you doing? I said, I'm doing spaghetti bolognese. Um, I said, what does it look like? Um, pasta, tin tomato, onions and mince. And he said, well, to me, it looks like you're either cooking spaghetti bolognese okay. or pasta, tin tomato and mince. Yep,
2: yep, okay.
5: So I said, but, well... But
2: this is before it became illegal, so you should have just told him to jog on.
5: I told him I was cooking a bit of both, it because I wanted yep. to, okay. to provide a bit of, you know... Um, l- sort of light entertainment to it. But anyway... Yeah, that's
2: always always try and make the copper that pulls you over laugh. That's what I've found. Well, it never worked. Yeah, But, but it, th- it, those it guys have well seen well things well that well we can't well even well. we can't even have in our worst nightmares. I, I think it's an
5: abuse
2: of powers, mate. OK, well, thank you very much indeed, Drew. See, 03444991000. Jasmine's a bit upset um, on Twitter. I don't think you got this right, Ian Lee. I'm curing people from short-sightening. It's a real problem, they're thankful. He got this wrong, he's not taking the problem as serious as it is. Apologies, we, but the thing is, Jasmine, if you're going to phone up and just talk specifically about your opia for a long, long time, when apparently lots of other people have opiates, I, I think that's a little bit selfish. Um, let, I'm surprised at her, really, because I thought she was a lot more community-minded. Well, you would think that she could see the bigger picture. Let's go to Sloop John B. Good evening, Sloop John B. Am I live on air? Unfortunately, you are.
13: Hey, hey, we're the
2: monkeys. Uh, By the way, can no, I just no. say, right, this Go might on. not happen, right, but this Thursday I had the great thrill of recording a very, very silly game show for Channel 5, right? Okay. Hope, but, and I was thinking, ah, just, I don't, you know, I, I'll do it for the money. Then it turns out the money is excellent. Okay. And then it turns out, Ka-ching. And these are some of the people I'm on with, right? Yeah. It's hosted by Lisa Tarbuck. Excellent. Team captains, um, Susan Cal- uh, Coleman Calman? Calman. Calman and Danny Baker.
3: Brilliant. Okay.
2: Richard Coles, the Reverend Richard Coles I is like going to be on there. And at that point, I stopped listening to the names. I thought, this is it. I'm in. It's it, it, it's, 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 um, it's based on an American show called Game Night, where basically you play lots of silly party games, right? Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, and I don't know if this is going to happen, right? but I've been rehearsing. I had to do a pre- Show interview today where they wanted, you know, it's the kind of thing you get asked. Have you got any celebrity stories? No. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to a party? I said, well, when I was when I was sixteen, I mean, when I was eighteen, my friends didn't think <clears throat> I was drunk, so I got them to jump on my head to prove it, and that's how I chipped that tooth there. Is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah. That that, that tooth there. Um, but I, I said I don't go to parties. I hate parties. I don't go. I don't like people. So the interview pre-interview is going really badly because right? I've got nothing funny mm-hmm. to say. And at the end he said, well, this is probably something you're going to say no to, but um, we've got a live band there and we're just asking all of the contestants if, you know, would, would you want to sing into the break or out of the break? I went, whoa! Dude! Yes! Yes, I want to sing into and out of every break on this show! What song, though? I, I'm not telling you. I'm not okay. telling you. I, I, I'm not telling you, right? Because I don't know okay. if it's definitely going to happen. Catherine's coming on Thursday, so she'll be able well, to... Well, I was
3: before I knew they were no. singing.
2: <laughs> there might not be. There might not be. Just just know, Catherine, if I'm sat there and I'm not given a microphone and the oppor- opportunity to stand in front of that band while we go into the adverts, then just know that inside I'm dying. Because I've been rehearsing... I, I, the, the, first of all, they, they, they asked what song, and I gave them a song. They came back and they said, yeah. not this
13: one. I went, no, that one. The one I've chosen. Why don't you do Kung Fu Fine by Carl Douglas? You like Bruce Lee films, don't you?
2: Yeah, because I'm a serious, I'm a serious musician, mate. This is my one and oh, only sorry. chance. <laughs> and then they said, "What key do you want it in?" And I rather foolishly went the same key as the record. Oh. And then I started singing to Oy. the record. I think I can just about pull it off. It's going to sound. I said, "I said you've got to let me." Where's the? Let me let me let me let me go through the conversation. We did this bit of the conversation on WhatsApp, right? Uh, hello, Ian Michael from the Celebrity Game Night. I spoke with the band. Which of these songs do you prefer? Um, also, uh, probably not a question you'll know the answer to, but what key are you most comfortable singing in? All of the keys. If you don't know, yeah, they no, asked no, if no. they asked if you wouldn't mind recording a bit down the phone, and I've replied, "No." The song I chose, the same key as the record, I will destroy it. That's what yeah. I've written, I well, will that's destroy. For sure. And he's <gasps> written, he's replied, "Ha ha, amazing! Love the confidence." And I went,
0: "Yes."
13: So, You're not doing Disney girls, are you? No, mate. No, 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 Go no. Don't do that, man. No, no, no. <laughs>
2: um, um, Jasmine's furious. I have... She's got my opiate. We know about that. We know about your opiate. You and Kath have, Kath have this as well. I haven't got your opiate. I haven't, actually. I've got stigmatism. Um, let me have a look. Bloody hands. Good luck with having your life depending on glasses... Um, oh oh,
3: the guilt cell always always, always effective I'm,
2: I'm not being rude you yes, are you a are. little bit you're a little bit i've only just Jasmine, i've only just got glasses in the last two weeks i don't really need them but when i drive and when i watch goosebumps 2 at the cinema it just it all it does for me is just bring things ever so slightly into f- sharper focus and here's the thing that's it i like my glasses and here's the thing i look horny in glasses I could not stop touching myself.
13: I, um, I look like a Nazi war criminal in glasses so okay. I don't wear OK, Well that's
2: that's a look to go for. Um I would say the Gestapo uniform doesn't help you.
13: Um No, probably not.
2: And, and Jasmine, you're sick of your glasses and that's great, and I get it. Um that's I, I get so, some it. some
3: people can't carry it off.
2: But I, 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 I love my I love my new glasses. They make me look cool. I like them, they make me feel important. So thing and so I'm sorry, Jasmine, if you felt we weren't taking Europea seriously. Lee?
13: Of course, we're taking it seriously. So, John B, what have you got? Right, I said something to you on Twitter, and I was inspired by a podcast I listened to to, to actually talk to you about this Facebook Oh yes, go on, go especially on, after what you said tonight with regard to the pantomime. Can I just? Well, I just say this for
2: those people that aren't on Twitter. What's what?
3: Katie Puckrick has just tweeted something. I'm going to have to show you in a minute.
2: Is it vulgar? Yes. Yeah. Is it her? Is it her vulgar? Almost. Right. So here's the thing. Right. Well, I am never. Don't show it to me now. I've been doing this game for twenty years. Not once have I been asked to do a pantomime, and I really because that's good money, right? And I really thought after the jungle last year, I thought, oh, I better get offered a pantomime this year. Nothing, nothing, nothing at all. And I yeah, would but do there's
13: something better. You could do.
2: I would do a pantomime like that. So would
3: I. Flipping X, amazing. I would love it,
2: but no one's no one's been in touch. No one's asked me. No one's asked me.
13: Well, what but, I was going to put you is very similar to a pantomime. Go on. Right, I spoke to Pablo, who's another caller, just to get a second opinion on this, okay. and we're both wrestling right. fans, right? Okay. yeah. And yeah. I spoke to someone else about this as well. Ian, so I think you would be incredible. people. Uh, hold on, I think you would be incredible as a bad guy manager heel commentator for WWE. I don't know what a heel, what does, what does
2: heel commentator mean?
13: Heal means like the bad guy who who sort of is really nasty and kind of narcissistic okay. and root for the bad guy. I am Basically,
2: great. Be- I am great at commentary. Anyone who saw my commentary of a Domino topple will know that I can do. I do commentary like nobody. I'm the. I'm like yeah, the, but best.
13: The, but, but, but the thing you had said before about auditioning and acting and this is where you could have your cake and eat it because you'd Ooh, be broadcasting, yeah. which is what you do already, yeah. but rather than commentary when you're doing the cats do the funniest things you could like really dig into that inner villain so which and just of, become this bad guy
3: Which of you three is in charge of WWE then?
2: Ah, good point, thank you Well, I, yes.
13: I'm working my way up but what I was going to say was right. this podcast that I listen to is a, a produce, it's, by, it's, it's, it's by a guy called Bruce Pritchard who was a producer for WWE similar to cat. He got into the business to be a presenter and became a producer right. and was determined to get in front of the camera, so he this came up like with me. a character. Queen. But anyway...
14: What, you, you said, but you, didn't you not say you
3: want
2: to be a presenter? Or...
3: No, I, I have been a presenter.
13: What? what just oh, calm okay. down. Sorry, Hang on a, a minute.
2: What's the attitude? Where's the attitude? He's he, phoned in with... with bringing a, me
3: into it and it's bullshine. Anyway, all right. Crack on. Well, oh. then,
2: maybe... He's... He, all right, so we've got a little thing wrong, all right? He's coming with a suggestion. He's got a little thing wrong. Back, back to you, okay. Back, back to I'm me. i have offended cast.
13: Who cares? Okay, <laughs> Well, I was, but look, what I would was, was he. I'll I, offend I, her. I, yeah, hey, I have, have them, and that, well, and then. I I feel bad now because I don't want to call back in. Casker's not going to let me on air.
2: Hang on, Casker. Show me. An artist painted a bunch of famous celeb men going down on women, and it's really something. <laughs> um, hang on. Drake. Wow, Drake. There's Drake going down on a lady. There's James Dean going no, down God. on a lady. That is bit Mickey Rourke going down on a lady. Is it? Okay.
3: That's no, Leonardo DiCaprio.
2: Okay, I don't really know famous people. Okay, so what? So what? John Lennon. Yeah. D- John Lennon drew pictures <laughs> of himself going down on Yoko forty years ago. So what? So what's new about this?
13: Girl, that this one's a controversial, show, man. <laughs>
2: But I don't. But so basically, it's p- draw, paintings of men giving women oral pleasures. Yeah. So what? So what? So what? She should come to my house. She wants to. See, she wants to. Wants to draw a painting.
13: Plenty of room. Tweet it out there. See but, what response Well, you actually,
3: I don't know whether I... Hmm. I think that this is out of order.
13: Why? It's just a bit of fun, isn't
3: it? Well, all I right, imagine know. if it was famous actresses. No,
2: hang on. I don't understand the context. You've just shown me this. I've got no idea what the context of it is, so I well, can't just, make that, it...
3: This is just
2: a... Well, no, it's not. I don't understand is what... Is it connected you... to the media? Shut up! Will or you or... shut up for crying out loud, man? It's, n- it's
3: nothing to do with me, too. All
2: right. I don't want to do stupid wrestling. It's rubbish and boring. Goodbye. Um... I have no idea what that context is. You've literally just shown me that while I'm talking to someone, so I've got no idea what the context of it, of it is.
3: OK. This is Brooklyn artist. I don't
2: really care. It's a woman-drawn picture of men licking women out. OK. OK. Well I, well, I don't know where I'm supposed to go with it. I was talking to him, and you've shown me that, and I don't know where I'm supposed to go with it.
3: Well, was it...? OK. OK? All right.
0: Thanks very much. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. is the
2: telephone number. So what is this? I don't know what this is.
3: Right, so this is something that just got tweeted into my timeline and it was one of these things that kind of took me aback. Um, At first you sort of think, "Ah, that's quite quite funny because it's shocking. Why is it shocking? And then, I don't know, if you... But to
2: describe it because I describe what it is because okay. I don't I don't, so I don't get it. So
3: it is uh, a woman who reckons that uh, female sexuality isn't represented in mainstream media the same way men is so men's is so you get plenty of sort of sexualized pictures of women. Yeah. So what she's done is she's got a famous a bunch of famous celeb men going down on women and it's supposed to be a political statement. I don't know I just
2: That's not not political statement it's a ridiculous statement. It, it's
3: kind of salacious um which reflect well the way we interact in real world. Well. I wanted to explore fantasy from women's point of view. Uh, okay. They're just kind of hokey portraits of famous men and you know, and women's legs. I don't know. And I just think if that was a bloke artist doing it with women, that'd be out of order. So it's out of order, isn't it? Is I,
2: don't, it... I, don't because... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
3: Because these men have obviously got nothing to do with it and it's their image.
2: I don't know. Let's get, let's get photos of the men doing it. John Lennon was drawing pictures of himself doing that years ago. That
3: was his choice, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't... It doesn't... I don't know. 03444991000. John, sorry, but I don't... I got, we got distracted there. Um, I don't like wrestling, though, so I don't understand why... Unless it, it's paying the big bucks, then I'm in. If it's paying the big bucks, I'll do anything for cash. But, you, but you've got... I don't think you have any power... In the wrestling, um, in the wrestling world, I wish I'd gotten into wrestling in the 80s. Looking back on it, I think I would have dug it in the 80s with um, um, the Hulk Hogan, uh, the Hoochie Cooch Man, um, Daddy Long Legs, um, uh, Fingers, Fingers Malone, I think (laughs) there was one. Um, Stamp on Your Head was another one. Um, Big Buck. Um, the
3: Undertaker, was he one?
2: There was one called The Ass Man. No,
3: there was I swear to
2: God. You, and the ass Shut man, up. No, I swear to God. There was one called The Ass Man. And um, The Ass Man had his own theme tune that went... Um, this is absolutely... This is absolutely true. This was his theme tune. Billy Gunn was his name, right? And this was his theme tune.
1: I'm an nice ass man. No.
2: Yes, I swear to God. That. Did you know this guy, Sam? Sam's nodding. Sam knows The Ass Man.
1: I'm an nice ass oh. man. Yeah, I'm an ass man
13: Okay. Yeah, one of the
3: lyrics is "I love to pick 'em."
7: Yep. Ugh,
13: yep.
3: Don't pick it; never uh, get better. You. Oh right. Okay. Um, so many asses, so little time. Only a tight one can stop me on the dime.
2: This is what I'm singing on Thursday. What am I doing on Thursday? What's happening? On th- oh, when I'm si- doing the thing, it could be what I'm singing. I'm an ass man. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. So, the deer that I saved, I went and met the deer at the weekend. I went and met him. And um, he's alive! And he he was walking a little bit. He, was, he had to. I went to Tiggy Winkles, which is where, where I took him, right? And it's in this, this amazing place. Um, and it's run by this bloke called Colin. And his dad set it up years and years ago. And now he runs it. He's good friends with Tony Hadley. He kept telling me. And I kept saying, who's this Tony? I don't know. Sorry, old man. I don't know who this Tony Hadley is you're talking about. Oh, he's a singer from the olden days. No, I don't know him. And um, it took me and the boys. We had an hour and a half in and there's a little bit where you can walk around, like if you're a punter, and you're going to see that. They, they release all the animals into the wild, but then there are some that they can't release. They've got a lot of brain-damaged foxes. Um, uh, someone's just um, tweeted, texted that, um, I mean, that David Beck- Beckham picture of him going down on a lady, but possibly his wife, maybe Rebecca Luce, we don't know. He looks like he's just remembered he left the iron on her. He <laughs> li- does! It looks like- Have a little look. Um, so we got to, but we got to go behind the scenes. We got to go in the actual hospital where no one gets to go. My boys got to hold hedgehogs. They held hedgehogs. Um, and it was incredible. And we were there for about an hour and a half. And, um, it was through, everyone should go and visit Tiggy Winkles. Everyone should go to their website and should donate a pound. If you want to donate a pound or 10 pounds or whatever, because they do amazing things. They never put an animal down and they have, get this man. When we were there, they had 1,100 animals in their care. 1,100 animals, mainly hedgehogs. There's hedgehogs. People find up with hedgehogs. Loads of pigeons. Who looks after pigeons? They look after pigeons. And squirrels. Um, it was incredible. And then as we're leaving, I said, this is, this is great, man. What, what can I do to help you? And the long and short of it is, I'm the vice president of Tiggy Winkles now. All I only had to do was pay them £5,000. No, I didn't pay them anything. I'm the vi- I'm a vice president of Tiggywinkle's. I don't quite know what that means.
3: And that means if Miss Tiggywinkle dies, you take over.
2: I become the queen for a day. So I'm I'm the vice president of Tiggy Winkles. so I've now got responsibility and authority. Oh, yeah, and so we went and saw the deer, and they, there's like this little sort of motel section outside, but they're like tiny little stables. You've got to be quiet because the deer in there are resting, and also you can't talk too much because they'll become tame.
1: They hear oh, right.
2: So we opened the door, and there was my dear, sort of just sat there, looked up, it went, it's you again. I went, oh, it's you again. And it got up, and it ran around for a bit, and then it sat back down. And I was like, I'm thrilled. My boys had a big grin on their face. And it turns out, 344 by the way, it turns out that uh, it had dislocated a leg, and that the, the the vet couldn't get it, couldn't snap it back into place. So they had to do a little operation... They opened it up and they had to smooth down some of the bone. They had to smooth down
3: some of the bone. So what, do they reckon it was hit by a car or something?
2: D- they don't know. They don't know because um, I guess maybe it must, but there was no blood. There was no. There was nothing like that. It, it probably was hit by a car because it was in the middle of a road. Um, and he said, there's a monk jack, dear. And I always thought it was monk jack, but it's munt jack. And he said, um, you picked it up, didn't you, and put it in the car? Went, yeah, he said... That was a brave thing to do. You know, those things are vicious. They've got really long teeth. I went, Munt, what, deers? He said, no, not all deers. Muntjacks are violent little thugs. And you're lucky you've got all of your fingers. I, I'm friends with this guy, this little deer. Um, Anyway, it's alive and it's well. And uh, we're going to get Colin. I said to Colin, you've got to come on the radio at some point. The guy that runs this fascinating story about how his dad gave up his business to look out. He found like a hedgehog or something and brought it home. Went, oh, I don't know what to do with this. And that was it. He found a hedgehog or a deer, hedgehog, I think, that was injured. And he took it to the RSPCA and they said, Okay, no, we'll take him and we'll put him down. And he went, What? What are you doing that for? He said, Well, we've got no way to look after it. So he said, No, well, no, I'll take it home and look after it. And he gave up his business to start caring for animals. And now his his son does it. And um, his son is is as nuts as me. And. it was it was lovely. Apparently, he's good friends with Tony Hadley, who's a singer from the olden days. Oh. He kept telling me, um, and he treated my kids like royalty. So anyone um, like that who, who looks after my kids, I'm in. Um, but it was a thrill, man.
3: So the going back to the thuggishness of them, yes. do you think that's why. Remember when you were taking them out? You were taking him out of the back of your car, and yeah. the nurses say, "No, no, don't, 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 don't." I think
2: so. Maybe it's because I was. I don't know. Maybe it's because I was moving him, and mm. it, was, it was it was it was fine when I put him in, but I think he was in a little bit of pain when I got him out. Um, was a bit more disturbed, but um, it was great, man. You should take the girls there. That's, that's... I didn't even know
3: it was open to the public.
2: Well, it, there's a little bit that's open to the public, but we got to see all around. We got to see these massive, these massive. They're like Bulgarian, I think it was Bulgarian or Romanian owls, right? This owl was that big. How big's that? Three foot, two and a half foot, two and a half maybe, two and a half foot. That an owl that big? They don't. They're not nat- natives here, so they've got these owls that people have bought as pets, and then gone. Oh, these owls have got quite big, and they can't release them into. They don't know what to do with them because they can't release them into the wild because they're so massive. And then they're, they're you know that they're, they're massive owl. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I've never seen anything like it. I can't
3: imagine I'm a nice go-
1: man.
2: Sorry.
3: I can't imagine there'd be great pets an owl. I mean.
1: Vicious
2: what do you buggers. do with it? Vicious buggers. 344 499 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, this is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio.
0: The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344-499-1000. Oh, four,
2: four, four, nine, nine, We've talked about Saudi Arabia. We've talked about celebrities going down on women. Um, I still don't get, what, what, but she's saying that there is not enough sex, or all, all, all pornography? Yeah, pornography
3: is generally... Social media. flogs towards men.
2: Not social media, what am I talking about? Pornography and, um...
3: In the mainstream media.
2: Mainstream media is is, is, is skewed at men. But that not that partly... What are you talking about? I've seen um, two women kissing seen two women going down on each other. I've got loads of videos like that on my phone. Yeah, but m- not so many men. Is, but are, is this a myth then? This is the thing I always thought, that men are more visually stimulated and women are more orally. I don't know. Orally is how it's pronounced, but if I say orally, you're going to think I'm talking about that, and I mean orally. Stimulated. So women like... Men like watching people at it, and women like men going... Or people going, I'm going to stick my thing inside your thing <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna lick you so much, you naughty little girl. I'm gonna really,
1: oh god,
2: you. I'm gonna sort you out and spank that that it's ass. Sort you out. I'm gonna spank your ass. Spank that big, big fat old ass of yours, baby. Gonna love it. You're gonna have sweat dripping down. All is, right. is it sweat? May not be sweat. Something's gonna be dripping down. Oh god, your big ass.
3: Right, no.
2: <laughs> so women, women, do women? I like... think
3: that might be a myth put about by men who don't what? like to think of women enjoying. Would women like the visuals?
2: This?
1: I'm a nice
3: man.
2: Here's the thing, though. That's incorrect because men would love, would love to to sit at home and women to go. There's nothing on the telly. Should we put should Pornhub on? Let's get Pornhub on and let's just go. Let's just watch porno. Okay.
3: Yeah, but then the problem is finding one that kind of suits everyone, and everyone's everyone. Well, like, porn is a kind of solo pursuit, isn't it?
2: Not when I was 18, 19 years old. <laughs> what would we, you, this is this is a thing you don't know about. When we're 18, 19 years old, you watch porn with your friends.
1: Yeah, I've done that. And then you go... <laughs> oh, right, I think I'm going to go upstairs to
9: bed. Ah, oh, no! Good night, guys. it a long, old night. No, yes,
3: I remember, <laughs> I remember videos doing the circuit, and I remember being at play, at, at parties when one would yeah. one would come out. Sorry, but it was always like we'd always laugh about it. I'm sure there was none of that going on. Well, but I, I think, I, yeah. I think. I remember seeing one that was um, based loosely on the Alien
2: series. Oh God, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, but so are women, so women. I know that some women do like porn, but it's 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 mainly a male thing,
1: isn't I think
3: it? most porn is made for the male market, isn't it? But what and porn would you make at...
2: for a woman, then? What porn would you make? Because men like watching, some men like watching um, two women getting off. But that doesn't apply in reverse. Women don't necessarily like watching two men getting off, because that's a bit too gay for some, them.
3: Some women do. I mean, some women do, yeah. Don't yeah. rule everyone out. But I think that um, for a lot of women, the attitude of some of the male actors in it. Yeah. Which is very kind of, you know, it is quite... Well, either... I'm going to choose use this word advisedly. Hammy.
1: Yeah, OK. In
3: terms of like, oh, I'm going to come in and show you what who's boss. And everyone's like, oh, no thanks. It, there are some uh, female pornographers who are making um, more
2: female-friendly I, porn. I know what you mean. A lot of a lot of porn is. Um,
3: I'm a nice man. This is
2: very much that kind of theme. You
3: know, someone blazing in, and the women think he's amazing, and actually think, God, they're really good looking. They would not look but no, even but twice then, at
2: you. But no, but no, I don't think it is all like that because there's loads of porn where the woman is.
3: Yeah, and that's daft and all, isn't it? Well, what do you, it's what, all what,
2: daft. What do you want You want someone to go? Oh, I really love you. I love you too. Oh, let's just go up and have sex, and they sort of go. No, but they,
3: don't just come in and be oh, an, an idiot about it. Sex
2: and, oh, the so blokes have, are, so you know, sex. the bloke, they oh it's this sexy this sexy I love you so you want, you want, you don't want to watch a porno where people are going oh I'm, I love you so much that's oh yeah that's I love you that's not why
3: I said it at all, all right, is,
2: that's, I mean, just stro- don't want
3: some great big thumb with muscles but they're blazing not... in apparently to fix my radiator and oh, then show me your boss
2: that's a very 1970s I know but some
3: of it is li- yeah,
2: they're pizza delivery guys now <laughs> they're Uber guys now they're, they're, they're Uber guys and Deliveroo hmm. deliver you don't know what that means.
3: Deliver ooh. ooh.
2: Good evening, oh, Stewie. Oh, no, no. Uh, you on? You're on. I, I'm on. I'm always on. You're on now, and not for much longer. Go on. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, You're welcome. He you was talking about porn. Yeah, uh, mate. I think it's great. It, sorry. That's, okay. Well, you say sorry, but jeez. Uh, okay. Let's wait. Let's wait for that delay to 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 to, to build up. Well, the idiots. How do
3: we know that was coming, though?
2: I mean, you just knew. Here's the thing, Stewie. You're, you're not on air at the moment. You will be again very, very briefly. So I can pull down your pants and humiliate you. Um, but, but but we've got a seven-second delay, man. So if you phone up just to swear, or, or it, it doesn't get broadcast, right? And you get a little triangle by your name that says swearer. We all right? Uh, and also, if you can't... You didn't last thirty seconds in that conversation, Stuart. Sorry, without dude. you didn't Sorry, last dude. you didn't last thirty seconds in that conversation oh, no. without dropping an f bomb. I bet you couldn't yeah, even last twenty seconds. In a, I bet you couldn't last twenty seconds in a sexual uh, uh, situation without mate, shooting your load.
4: Pr- you are probably right. You are probably right. You
2: no, know but... I am right. You're an idiot, and I don't want oh, idiots like no. you calling my radio oh, show. Go mate. away. Go away. You're an idiot. I don't, don't to like, like you. Dad. Come on. Can all that? Nah, you're an idiot, Stuart. You're not bothered. Can't be bothered with you, mate. You don't, nah. you don't even know how to use the phone call. You don't even know how to use the English language. Tell you what, I'm not going to cut you off. You can stay there until you get realise that you won't be coming back on air. But you won't be coming back on air. Let's go to a nice caller. Good evening, Sadiq. Keep you put oh, a warning thanks. by his name, please? Thank you very much. Good evening, Sadiq. Always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. What have you got for us?
14: I'm going to an Indian wedding on Friday, I
2: am. Are you? Are you getting married?
14: No, I'm going to a cousin's wedding. Okay. What,
2: well, are you getting married? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking.
14: And guess what's coming out? Uh, Aquaman's coming out, the film. Uh,
2: it looks boring. Why? Because all of those, um, uh, uh, not Marvel, DC, all of those dc is it DC, it's Marvel, DC, the Aquaman, DC, Superman, DC, all of those DC films are dull. Here's, here's I had a revelation at the weekend, Sadiq, I watched the movie, right? And I'm watching it, and I'm laughing. I'm laughing out loud, and it's a superhero movie, and it's a DC superhero movie, and I'm laughing out loud. And I'm thinking, the people that wrote this should write the rest of the Superman movies, the rest of the Batman movies, should write... Teen Titans... Shut up! Shut up, boy! Teen Titans go to the movies. Have you seen that? That is funny, man. It's DC. It's a cartoon. It's like Robin and his sidekicks. They want to make a movie, but all the adult superheroes have got all the movies. Stan Lee is in it. Stan Lee's in it, in a DC movie. Yes, he's in a DC movie. It is fun. They make jokes about the Green Lantern. It is fun. The people that did Teen Titans go to the movies should do all of the DC movies from now on. How about Harry Potter? Do you like the films of Harry Potter? You've asked me this already. Oh, yes, I um, do. Yeah, I do. Get a pen and paper. Get a pen and paper, and every time you ask me a question, write down the answer. How
14: about Meg? Have you seen the film Meg?
2: I don't like I I don't like films about giant um sharks from prehistoric times. How about Jaws? I like Jaws, because that's a modern-day shark.
14: Well, why is that... Why I don't get what's the mega about. Why is it no such thing as called a Megadon, is it? No such thing, as it? Yeah, yeah, of course there was. But I thought it was lies, because they say it's like dinosaurs made out of dinosaurs and Sorry? all that.
2: Uh, well, OK. Uh, have you seen the Meg? No, my mum's seen it.
1: And she does she like it? it
2: looks, she's saying not real. It's not realistic. It looks fake. Well it's, it's not realistic. It's it's an extinct dinosaur fish shark. It's not been around for millions of years. And, oh, oh she's talking about Jason Statham again. You know, I don't think I've ever seen a Jason Statham film. Well
14: how about this, this other is another film called The Sharknado? That doesn't make sense, does it? It flies, shark, fly. It's a shark
2: in a tornado, isn't it, Sharknado?
3: Very pointy. <laughs> it's it. It's
2: it. I think it's like it's supposed to be like a sort of comedy film, isn't it, Sharknado? No, it's nice. Yes
14: it's not it is. Funny.
2: Sharkna- Sharknado? A film about a shark caught in a tornado is not a comedy film? No, my mum says it's not funny anyway. Well, doesn't mean, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be funny, but it's not a serious documentary. How about um, people saying that Mr
14: Bean is racist? Did you know that it was on YouTube about wearing a borka? He's saying that he's
2: racist. Does he wear a borker? Well, I don't think it's racist. Is clothing racist? That's an interesting uh, phone-in.
14: He's saying that people who are in a of Boris Johnson saying that is racist. He's saying that. I don't know why. Now
2: Boris Johnson was 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 um Boris Johnson is a racist.
14: But why did he take them Mika Muslim? That's what I don't get why. But because he's
2: because yeah, he's, he's, he's a be- self serving a hole and he's a nasty piece of work, and he knew that it would get the right people that would support him um, excited.
14: How could you now talk about religion on your radio show about Islam or anything like that? You now talk about. We're, it talk, about. we're talking about it now.
2: And guess what? It's boring.
14: Pornography—that's rude. You shouldn't talk about that kind of thing. It's not good. You're talking about what? About rude films and that. It's not good to talk about. Well,
2: it's more interesting than religion. It's more interesting. Pornography is more interesting than uh, Christianity and Islam.
14: Why do you talk about real stuff? Why do you not talk about education, to educate people? That's well, go on, saying. then, talk about... Here's the
2: thing, people... Sadiq, where, where's this tooth come from, man? You people can talk about anything. We talk about education, we talk about life, we talk about art, and we just spent yeah, four you know minutes talking... we talk. just spent four minutes talking about pornos! No, I mean, you were talking about the other guy
14: that <coughs> you couldn't talk about it as well in the first place. Whatever.
2: What are you doing this weekend, then? What are you doing this weekend? The weekend coming up, or the weekend just gone. What's coming up? I've got... Uh, oh, well, I'm doing a show on Saturday night, and then Sunday night I'm going to go and see Beverly Craven live in concert. But you're not going in to
14: see any good films at the cinema, then? Nothing
2: good yeah, ever? on Saturday night I'm going to see a great film called Fright Night at uh, the Rabbit Hole Picture Show, hosted by me and Catherine Boyle.
14: Me. I want to watch it, but I can't. I live in Leicester.
2: Yep. Yeah. Can
14: mm. you get me a copy of it after you've seen
2: it. Not a chance, mate. Not a chance. Why? How old are you? 25. Okay. This is an 18, so you have to be 18 to watch it.
14: You, is it a horror film or is it a comedy? Both. Hello? Both. Am I invisible. Huh? Hmm? Both. I like Catherine's I, but like... But I like it. Is it, is it, is it scary? Or... I've, ne- I've yeah.
2: never seen it. Catherine has seen it. Catherine is the one that's chosen this movie and, and boy oh boy those tickets really are flying off the shelves.
14: Is it in? Is it which cinema? Is it in? Is it in showcase or which cinema? Is it in?
2: It's, in, um, it's not in a cinema. It's, we're showing it in a comedy club.
14: Oh, uh, how much is the ticket? So I'm going to see it. How okay, thanks. You, it?
2: Thanks for call, Sadiq. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, Pablo. How do? If you phone up to talk about wrestling, uh, I'm only no, interested no, 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 if no. there's an offer.
15: I, I warned Don <laughs> about that. I told him. I told him there wouldn't be much truck with you, with the old wrestling talk. So I'll, I'll leave that be. Okay. Um, oh yeah, no. It was just just say thank you for retweeting my uh, my tweet earlier in regards to my radio thing tomorrow. Okay. Um, yeah, it was just um, just to kind of pick your brains as a radio professional that you are. Yes. Um, I know it's more talk radio, but you have done musical radio in the past, um, and I've, I've just hit a bit of a issue because my main focus of the the show I'm doing is it's uh, Pablo's Vault of Horror, so it's kind of horror-themed, but with music associated with the horror genre. Right. Um, and tomorrow will be my fourth training session before I get a two-hour slot. Training? And well,
2: four training sessions to do radio?
15: Well, it's like a community thing. I think it's just basically training. to make sure that I don't don't get on there and start swearing my head off or something okay. like that. Okay. Uh, well, I'd um, be on there. This yeah.
2: effing training I've had... <laughs>
15: Yeah, well, I've done four so far, just our slots. Well, no, three so far, four tomorrow. Yes. Um, but I'm really plumbing the depths of uh, horror-based music. Right, yeah. Um, so I think if I could get my show, I'm just going to have to go back over some of the old ones. It was just whether you what? had any thoughts or whether any of the listeners had any ideas of particular horror-themed music that you're familiar with. Um... Uh... isn't it? It's, uh, uh,
3: Pablo, of... did you not think this through before you selected your theme? <laughs>
15: <laughs> well, no, well, well, I wanted to do horror.
2: Or, uh, or you, I, I've got this great new app on my phone. It's called Google <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> it lets you ask any question and it comes up pretty much nearly every time with a decent Sorry, answer. You... Download oh, it. No, I think well, it's I... free, actually.
15: Yeah, well, no, I've, I've delved, delved that and I've gone uh, gone uh, full bore into my Spotify and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, no, it's was, it was just, uh, the, the issue is that most horror music is generally themed, so it's it's generally like acoustic type, not acoustic, uh, what do you call yeah. it? Non singing.
2: Okay, well, um, wants, wants to mash, obviously.
15: Yes, uh, Tiny Pickett, yeah. Yep. Um, Tiny Pickett,
2: Wilson Pickett. Um, yeah, but, uh, Wilson Pickett, it'll never heal. Um, uh,
15: the Misfits also did a very good cover version of that as well.
2: Okay, well, you, you, you know, pick some spooky songs. Pick um, Amityville the, 2, the theme by Lovebug Starsky, we played that the other night.
15: Oh, yes, and I've uh, the, the, found there's actually a, 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 a wealth of um, type 1s from the 50s.
2: Well, then you sorted them, man, for crying out loud! Huh? Bore your listeners with that, not mine! I've got enough stuff to bore them with! Alistair coming up! Oh, three, four, we lost Sandra, we had a, a lady calling in there, and she must have got scared. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone. I'm only joking, Pablo. You know I'm only joking. I'm, I, I, you know, I wish you the best of luck. Anyone that wants to get into this business, um, it's the best business in the world. Um, and I wish you the best of luck. I'm more than happy to retweet that, of course. i want to retweet everything, guys. Calm down. Calm down. Um, Alistair, stay there. You'll be up after the news at midnight. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio.
0: Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with Radio's Lord of Mystery. Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three, four, 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 nine, nine, one, mm. not been bad
2: for a Monday night. Still a bit bunged up. I'm terribly ill at the weekend, but a bit bunged up, you know. I'm bunged up. Fine, I can live with that. Big old bushy beard. The beard's bushier than it's ever been. I'm li- loving that. Loving life on the farm. Having a great time there. Great time with the week- The boys at the weekend. Went and saw Goosebumps 2. That's a movie. Goosebumps 2. What a film. I wouldn't see that, man. Jack Black's just the best, isn't he? He's only in it for a bit, but he's the best. Jack. If you had to say who is the best, I would say Jack Black. That guy's great um and then took the boys home today and then came to work and I had a little cry i felt i don't know still coming off these pills week two two weeks i've done now coming off these pills and the the physical um the 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 electric shocks have gone for now I'm, i cut my dose in half and i'm going to go to zero in a couple of weeks and the electric shocks are gone that's fine um I get about an hour in the afternoon of feeling physically sick and that but that's okay that's getting easier and but there is this this over uh, uh, this uh overarching senseness of worthlessness and pointlessness to existence man pointlessness to existence and um uh, and and inadequacy pointlessness and inadequacy that's what it is and I had a good cry this evening when I got into work going I don't know if the boys love me I don't know I love it there I don't know if I'm doing a good enough job. And uh, spent a lot of this afternoon going. What is the point in any of this? That's the point of this, this. thing. Now, here's the thing. Is that because I'm? Is that is that because I'm coming? I've cut the drugs down a bit, and so I'm wobbling. I'm having a chemical wobble. Or is that why I was taking the pills? Is that why I'm taking the pills to combat this feeling of pointlessness and worthlessness? We just don't know at the moment. We just don't know. All I know is that um, I finished reading. That um, uh, Robin Williams biography. Ah oh, man, what a book! What a what a brilliantly written book, and what a sad ending. So I thought that um, he killed himself because well, there were several reasons. One, he was he was supposedly was uh, uh, facing bankruptcy because he'd had two divorces. Okay, one that he killed himself because he had Parkinson's. One, that he killed himself just because he was depressed. And the other one I'd heard was that he killed himself because he'd had a, a, a drug or alcohol relapse. And he couldn't cope with that. Well, it turns out that, that most of those are untrue. One of those is, is, is there is a hint of it in there. He didn't have Parkinson's. He had a disease. I'm going to get the name of the condition wrong. Um, Louis body dementia, LBD? That sounds about right. Louis body dementia, I think it was. And, um... Uh, and they didn't diagnose it until. Talking about the Robin Williams thing. They didn't diagnose it until after he died, and they did an autopsy and they examined his brain and you, his calcium deposits in the brain. So they thought he had Parkinson's, and he had depression that was kind of linked depression. And you go, oh, he's depressed. He's got Parkinson's. But this Louis body. De- Sorry, Catherine. Thanks, mate. What's wrong? Huh? Twitter. I thought I could trust you. No. Stupid no, 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 no. If here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? You cannot trust me with a computer. Just like I can't trust you with my computer now. We we are locked in to a... A, a war of attrition. A holy war, mm-hmm. where if anyone leaves a computer nearby and it's unlocked, then yeah, the Twitter's going to be hacked. I'm sad for us.
3: I'm sad. I'm sad it's come you, to this.
2: You the, And that tweet, you know that tweet is a direct response to the tweet <laughs> that you did from my account the other which day, which
3: was a response to the one you keep doing on mine.
2: Okay, well, there you go, you got it. You, you've just been burnt. It's sad, isn't it? You just, you are sad, yeah, you are, you're correct there. You are very, very sad. So, so this Louis, uh, this Louis body dementia, and I tweeted about it, and loads of people said, Oh, actually, I knew that's why he, he, he killed himself, I'd missed that bit of the story. And loads of people, including my friend, um, Natasha Desborough, who used to work with XFM, and who uh, we kind of. To tweet occasionally we, just last time i saw her was at the beach boys concert last year um she was there with her boy and um her dad i used to do an xfm show and occasionally we'd sit in on each other's shows yes 20 years ago man jeez 19 years ago her dad had it and so what it is is it has symptoms of parkinson's <laughs> sorry i'm really snotty it has symptoms of parkinson's it also causes huge emotional swings and depression so it's not you're not depressed that you've got it necessarily. It's part of the thing, is it causes depression. Um, it causes like the connections in the brain to go, so you can't make quick. You couldn't do quick word play because you just couldn't connect the words together to do it, which is something obviously Robin Williams was was a master at. Physically, it slows you down. You get the tremors. Um, you can you can kind of not like freeze as in rock solid, but you'll just you'll just sort of sit there in a pose and stare off into the middle distance for like an hour. And sort of be there, and then sort of snap out of it, and be like, well, you know, for, for an hour, and your your spatial awareness completely goes. There's a story about him, him, his wife, seeing him in the bathroom. and He had a massive cut on his eye. She said, "Well, what did you do? when I misjudged the sink," you know. And um,
3: you said also his perception.
2: Yeah, perception goes. So y- you could you could you could kind of fantasize. You you hallucinate a lot, visual and auditory. Auditory hallucinations. To someone who's suffered them, they're the worst, man. The visual ones you can kind of go, I don't think that's real. The auditory ones you go, ah, but those are real because I can hear it. So you would, he would hallucinate. Also, he would. One of the symptom, one of the common symptoms is, you, you, your, your brain creates these these fantasy scenarios about other people that you buy into. So there's a story example in this book is like three o'clock in the morning. He's awake going, I've got to go and see my mate Steve. His wife's going, why? Because he's in really big trouble. I think he's dying. She's going, what are you talking about? He goes, no, I've, I've really got to... It took him hours for her to persuade him that Steve was fine and that nothing had happened. And So we get into these fantasies. And for whatever reason, or partly because his, his legs were twitching at night, him and his wife, and they'd only been married like two or three years, his third wife, were sleeping in separate rooms. The ending is so sad. Um, and so he goes into his wife's bedroom and gets the iPad and says, oh, "Can I use the iPad? I just want to do something. And I'll see you tomorrow." And he goes to bed in his room. She gets up in the morning. He's not up, and she goes, oh, "At last, he's got a good night's sleep." Um, and some friends come over, and they go, he goes, "Robin's not up. He's sleeping. I'm just going to pop out. I'll be back in a bit." And his friends at eleven forty-five go, "This is weird," and they go in, and he's he's hanged himself. Oh, you know, God. he's hanged himself, and. Um, there's nothing. There was nothing on his phone or his iPad or his laptop that implied he was looking at, you know, how to suicide websites or anything like that. There's nothing. There's no note. There was nothing. He'd put. I'm going to go into details. This is really horrific. But I just think it. It kind of. Um. This might be triggering. In fact, no. I'm not going to go into it. It goes into the, I'm not going to go into it because you don't need to know it. But that he he'd done things to make it as comfortable as possible. And he tried to slit his wrists and oh, stuff like God. that. And you just think, uh, poor. Poor bloke. Now, um, partly, and of course, no one—he didn't leave a note, so no one knows exactly why. Now, part of it is that he 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 couldn't do comedy anymore because he couldn't do that quick. Thing, which is what he was famous for just riffing he couldn't do those connections so he couldn't do comedy anymore and that was his that was his skill you know that was what made him unique and so that would have just pushed push him over edge. There. there's also a theory that he wouldn't have known what he was doing or that it was him that was doing it or or you know he could have bought into this whole he could have in that moment that however long it took created this fantasy world where him you know, hanging himself was the right thing to do and would actually save him or, you know, he he Mm. could have been in a fantasy world where that made logical sense. Um, And it's just, it's just the saddest, saddest thing. And then it goes on and the book goes on. It's it's his new wife. And then there's disputes between the kids and the the wife and money and all of that kind of crap that goes on. Um, But it was, it was so sad. It's just so sad. I'm not a huge Robin Williams fan. I used to like Mork and Mindy when I was a kid. Um, and there's a couple I used of It's to films. find him
3: a bit manic, too manic sometimes. Yeah,
2: I like the mania. I like... I remember him being on Wogan and watching him as a kid on Wogan and going, Whoa! Just non-stop... Mm. I like Popeye. I think Popeye's a great film. I went to the pictures to see it and it was a huge flop and it gets terrible reviews. I've watched it again a few years ago. I think Popeye's a great film. Soundtrack written by Harry Nilsson and him do- doing, you know, his first big motion picture and you can't understand a word he said. <laughs> it's doing all that. I think it's a great film. Um, and there are, uh, you know, Dead Poets Society I like. Fisher King is a great movie. I watched that recently for the first time. And there are a load of turkeys. I've never seen Mrs Doubtfire, but that grossed $120 million. My kids love that film. Um, didn't like Jimat. You know, but whatever. It's just a sad story. of uh, he, he was a great stand-up, you know, and a great comic brain. And, oh, he's uh, a huge
3: talent. I don't think yeah. anyone would dispute that.
2: It's a great book. I'll lend you the book. Because um, it's, it's, up until the last three chapters, it's joyous. Um, and his, you know, his battles with cocaine and booze and all of that is, um, is incredible. and then it talks about a few sort of indie films he made towards the end, and uh, that I've, I've put on my little list to check out these obscure little things. Anyway, um, it was that, and I was just remember, reminded of uh, something else. We're talking about Robin Williams, and uh, I can't think. Anyway, it's a, it's a great book and it's, it's well worth reading and it's sad and I'd never heard of this condition before. And it's funny, I tweeted it, not funny, I tweeted it and a lot of people went, um, yeah, 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 no, my dad, my dad had that. Oh, yeah, my husband had that. And uh, it turns out, you know, it's not a particularly well-known kind of thing, really. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Good evening, Alistair.
7: Evening, evening, Cass. How's Good evening, evening?
2: Alistair. Go on, what do you want?
7: I've got three or four things tonight.
2: Okay, well, let's see how we get on.
7: First is a pop question for you on your specialist subject, Ian.
2: Yes. Okay. Well, this is going to be embarrassing because I'm going to know it straight
7: away. Yes. I think you will. Of course, I will. Okay. Who was who was a session musician on the single "Daydream Believer"? Who had? A very successful solo career.
2: Well, that was. Uh, it could be any number of people. It could have been. I'm guessing Glenn Campbell because Glenn Campbell yeah, played on loads of records. Correct. It could have been 25. Neil Young. It could have been Stephen Stills. Those guys played on their records. Could have been. Could have been anybody?
7: No, Daydream Believer. Yeah, could could have been anybody. What they all played on that single.
2: Stephen Steals might have played on it. Neil Young didn't. Neil Young played on it as we go along. But anyway, yes, it was Glen Campbell. Of course, it was. Thank you. Yep. Bless you.
7: Kath, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Um, Who played? You mentioned um, that you'd been to see a Fleetwood Mac tribute band. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac. Noticed today that um, that they're actually to- the Fleetwood Mac band is touring next year, but without Lindsey Buckingham. The Fleetwood Mac band. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I wondered yeah. if you were would you go and see them or not because i can't
2: of... afford it do you
7: know where they're playing?
2: Go on. Wembley Stadium. No, thank you. I'm not seeing the Mac without Buckingham. At, uh, I'm not going to see the Mac in any carnation at Wembley Stadium. I'm certainly not going to see them with the bloke from Crowded House. At Wembley oh, I Stadium. love him, but... No, no. I would. This I don't is, think I could afford it, so it's not a question. I'd go and, I would go and see them this time if Buckingham was, because Christine McVee's in it, and I regretted it last time I didn't go. If they were playing at the O2, you and me, we would be there. Uh, sh- we would be there. If Buckingham was playing, you and me, we'd be at the O2. But Buckingham is not playing, and they're playing at Wembley Stadium. Uh, I think I'll pass.
7: Thanks very much. Yeah. Thanks very much, guys. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go because of the price. Same as Carlton. No, I, I would like to it. see them anyway, but I wouldn't go for the price. And the final, no, the final thing is, yeah. I managed to see the uh, that documentary you mentioned um, a couple of weeks ago, Ian. Yeah, called Three Identical Strangers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah, seen yeah. that too. Yeah. Absolutely harrowing, didn't it? Towards the end, I mean, I cannot believe. I could actually understand it because I did psychology at university and I Ooh. did history of psychology and I learned about all the horrendous things. I did the, of the psychology of history that went on. So yeah, I mean, but that I didn't. I could. I couldn't believe they would yeah. actually do that to kids. That's and so, re-
3: and so relatively recent in our history, and they're treating yes. children like that. And not only children, but. An experiment with Jewish children? Anyone?
7: Yeah,
2: yeah, incredible.
7: And what I'm thinking is that probably that's that's how that's come out. But I'm sure that other things went on as well. Okay. Mate, you know? they
2: were or, listen, you you read any of those experiments, man. They, they, those guys were nuts in the fifties and forties, fifties yeah. and sixties. A lot of them were, were I mean this guy wasn't from the things, but a lot of them were like ex Nazis or people influenced by the Nazis going, Well, yeah, you know what the Nazis did was wrong. But um, actually some of the uh, experiments they carried out were really, really interesting. And actually they probably were interesting, but they also morally and ethically completely doolally. You also, can't do that stuff. There's also That's a feeling cool. of well,
3: who cares about these kids anyway? Their parents are washed up, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. What's going to happen to them without us?
2: It's some movie. Alistair, thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio.
0: The Late Night Alternative. With Ian e. Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio.
2: 0344 Oh, I've got to email Doug Pound. Doug Pound's going to come on the show, who's, um, who's brilliant, if you don't know him. Uh, I've got to email him. Um, there's a thing in the, the, the mail today about uh, Fleetwood Mac. Um, let's get past all that boring bit now the British American group which started out as a blues band playing in a London pub has finally imploded what do you mean finally imploded they're it keeps always imploding, imploding.
3: <laughs> that's partly their thing
2: this is not new it's like the Graham Nash David Crosby feud it, 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 they've been doing it for years they will either they're, they're at the stage though where people will die or they'll sort it out this thing this, this, this always happens um, imploded as one of its key members is suing the others for sacking him Lindsay Buckingham, singer, songwriter, and lead guitarist, on and off since nineteen seventy-five, is seeking millions of dollars in compo from bandmates Fleetwood, Mick Fleetwood, Stevie Nicks, Christine McVie, and John McVie. Um, the Mercurial musician—I don't know what Mercurial means—means
3: means, um, quick to anger.
2: Okay. Who wrote and sang the nineteen seventy-seven mega hit "You Can Go Your Own Way"? Has made it clear he is not happy to go his own way. Oh. In a 28-page lawsuit filed in Los Angeles Superior Court in a recent interview, Buckingham has laid bare the astonishing extent to which he has fallen out with his former bandmates, particularly Stevie Nicks, his ex-lover. He tried to kill her once at Mm. a band meeting. He tried to kill her. He throttled her. This was, again, a tour that he refused to do in the 80s to support the album Dreams, um, and he tried to kill Stevie Nicks in the meeting. So... eh, the case reveals how lucratively popular band remains. Tickets to see them last Saturday in St Louis cost up to $900. According to Buckingham's lawsuit, each of the band's five members was to earn around $13 million from playing 60 shows over two years. He accuses the former band members of breaching their um, fiduciary duty, mm-hmm. breach of oral contract, and international interference with prospective economic advantage. Let's break that down. Uh, that guitarist is demanding his share of the touring company because he still wants to perform. Other Fleetwood Mac members say he was sacked because he wouldn't fit in with their touring plans and they met a brick wall in negotiations. Buckingham, 69, admits he initially requested the tour to be delayed three months so he could concentrate on his solo album. Oh. However, he insists he later relented and agreed to the original timing. This is one of the greatest crimes in musical history. Is uh, Lindsay Buckingham wrote some of the best songs for uh, Fleetwood Mac ever, some of the best songs yeah. ever, and he made um, other band members' songs Incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the, the Christine McVe one? Uh, not go your own way. It sounds like go your own way.
3: You make loving fun.
2: No. Um, don't stop. I'm thinking about tomorrow. about tomorrow. He produced that, and yeah. he 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 took half the lead vocals, made it into a masterpiece. Right? His but solo his solo albums, albums, stuff is a bit. His solo. No, it's not a bit. It's awful. It's unlistenable. Apart from a holiday, holiday road. road. <laughs> The rest of it is awful, lousy. I, know. I remember
3: being given one of his albums once and thinking, "Oh well, this must be this yeah. must be good because he's brilliant." Oh, awful. hang on, he's good with other people. Maybe he needs to be angry.
2: He so he delayed. He asked for the tour to be delayed for three months. However, he insists he later relented and agreed to the original timing. Two days after Fleetwood Mac performed at a charity do in New York in January, he said he was told the tour was off, but three days later he discovered the band was going without him.
3: Oh, they did the old slipperoo? Like, oh, there is no party. Maybe
2: he won't notice. What are these posters for Fleetwood Mac? (laughs) I'm in Fleetwood Mac. 0344 499 1000. His bandmates had secretly and unceremoniously moved on without him, even hiring two musicians to sing and play in his place. His lawsuit complains. After 43 years of camaraderie and friendship, not a single member of the band called Buckingham to break the news to him, it goes. Then there's a little bit of history. Um, um, Okay, Fleetwood Mac says it strongly disputes Buckingham's claims. In a statement last week, a spokesman said Fleetwood Mac looks forward to their day in court. Um, He pointed the finger of blame clearly at Stevie Nicks.
3: Of course he did.
2: In an interview with Rolling Stone magazine, published just a day after the suit was filed, he recalled Fleetwood Mac's manager, Irving Azov, phoning him two nights after his final appearance with the band in January to say, Stevie never wants to be on stage with you again. Again. According to Buckingham, Azov told him that Nix was upset by his angry response to the decision to play a recording of the hit song Rhiannon, which she wrote while they took to the stage. She also accused him of smirking.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. And
2: she made a slightly long-winded thank you speech. Buckingham insisted it was a standing joke that Stevie, when she talks, goes on a long time. He says Azov told him Nix... Stevie Nix is 70 years old, guys. What the hell? God, if she didn't ramble before. ..had given the rest of the band an ultimatum. Either you go or she's going to go. He hasn't spoken to any of the other band members since January and says they're freezing him out is all the more remarkable, given that John McVie lives just 200 yards from him in Los Angeles. (laughs) He says they're freezing him out is all the more remarkable given that John McVie lives just 200 yards from him. Imagine the frosty looks on Bing Whoa. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's publicly insists Buckingham was ousted because he wanted to put off their tour for more than a year. However, she admitted her relationship with him has always been volatile, adding... That,
7: we this know is, this, don't we? This is sad, but I want the next 10 years of my life to be fun and happy. I don't really know what she sounds like. Like that? As I said, uh, I want the next thing Happy, my life, fun and happy. You can't really understand her, can you?
3: No, I love her, though.
7: Fleetwood Mac. Blah, 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 She's blah, blah. no
3: business being alive, really, actually. Um, when well, she carried on. Amazing.
2: The full extent of Buckingham's ugly treatment of Nick's was detailed in the biography of her. Yes. Old Us Woman. Um, uh,
3: Read Storms.
2: Storms is the book, isn't it? Storms is a great Carolyn Davis. Is that in one of the Harris? Carolyn Harris. We should see if we can get her on. I've tried. No, no, no. Dice. She added
3: me on Facebook and then never responded. No I should try again.
2: Dice. Let's get her on. Let's get her. on. Let's get the inside info on um, on him. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand says this thing here revealed ten psychological tricks that will get you anything you want. From making kids eat vegetables to getting colleagues to agree with you. I'll be honest, neither of those things are in my top ten list of things I want. My kids eat vegetables all the time. I love their vegetables.
3: Yeah. One of my kids likes them more than others. the other, but um, it's not a massive thing.
2: If you feel like you're fighting a losing battle to keep your kids in check or can't seem to gain the influence you want in the workplace, there are some easy psychological tricks that could instantly boost your credibility. Bored Panda has shared a selection of the easiest psychological hacks. Uh, uh, oh, why would you say hacks? Tips. What's wrong with tips? That will help you get the best out of any situation in a matter of minutes based on a Reddit post which is resurfaced online. Um, OK, OK, here we go. So the broccoli trick. If, you're, if you want your kids to eat broccoli, I serve them broccoli. Do you want broccoli? Yeah? All right. They'll eat it. They like broccoli. They won't eat Brussels. The youngest likes Brussels. Me and the youngest the only ones in the family that like Brussels sprouts. They'll eat vegetables. Uh, if your kid, you want your kids to eat broccoli, ask them if they want two broccoli stalks or five instead of just asking them if they want broccoli. This way you've already made the choice for them, but they feel like they're getting a great deal by choosing the amount of broccoli they want. Well, no, because having the food on the plate is not the issue getting in the, in the, in the mountain, cause, cause, I mean, and I don't do that thing of I never do that thing. I feel like I ought to because it's it's a trick that was was done when I was a kid, but also I know it's really dangerous, so I never do it of that well you don't get any dessert unless you finish that never I never would never make my kids finish a meal that they clearly don't want to finish. I will suggest that they try something they haven't tried it if they if they're going to don't like the look of it well just try it
3: here's my. Rule, and it's a loose one because yep. I don't, you know, I've been brought up in a family where food was sometimes a, a thing. Yeah, yeah. um I'd like to see more plate than food. Yeah, have a go.
2: Yeah, oh, that's have all a a I go. want. Have a go. And yeah, have a go.
3: But if they clearly don't like it, I'm not going to make them eat it.
2: No. And if, if and my boys are great though, they'll, they'll generally they'll try everything, you know, because because their the mother in my mother in law is Greek, you know, so they've been to Greece a lot, and you, they get, you get served some weird looking stuff mm-hmm. over there. Looks weird, but because they've been seeing it since they were a baby, they'll 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 have a go. And if they've not touched something that I I suspect they will actually like, I say, well just just why, why don't you just try a tiny little bit? But I'm not going to uh, make them. No. Never going to make no no dessert for you guys. When my mum was
3: a kid, there was the rule: you don't get down from the table till the plate is clean, right? And this is because of wartime parents, for whom food was an absolute luxury, right? So, it's the reason why if you go to Marks and Spencers on Pension Day, even when pensioners are hard up, there's a massive queue because they put, you know. Food is, like, the absolute important thing to them. So, you know, i go and stay with my granddad and he'd put loads of butter on my toast and I'd say, Granddad, you put too much on. That's best butter, that. He was treating me. Yeah. Food was a kind of currency. You can never
2: have too much butter on toast. Oh, my
3: God, it was just too much. But, um, yeah, my mum used to hide her food. I don't want my kids doing no. that. I don't want my kids, like, having a mouthful and running to the toilet. I mean, that, that's just uh, stirring up... All kinds of problems, especially for little girls. So anyway, it's, I've always done uh,
1: the
3: have a try. My youngest has got this thing where if it's something new, she immediately works herself up into not liking it.
1: Right. Yeah. But
3: as soon as I get it tough a mouthful, she'll
1: like it's it. It's a fine
2: old line with 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 kids. We ordered Dominoes on Saturday because there were three nights, and uh, I cooked on the Sunday. It went a bit wrong, but anyway, and uh, and they said, "Can we get a takeaway one night?" I said, "Yeah, well, let's get let's get Dominoes." They fancied the Dominoes, right, so my. Uh, eldest came up with a brilliant idea. He called it a pizza sandwich because we had two different pizzas. We had pepperoni and we had ham and sweet corn. And so he said, "I'm going to invent a pizza sandwich." And he got one bit of pizza and oh. put another bit on top of it. And was just eating it like that. I went, "That is my boy. That is it. Genius. It was actually genius." um But uh, yeah, uh, okay. Here's another. But I think
3: that that thing that is quite a, it's quite a good tip with other things. That how many are you going to do? Yeah. Like, if my if I'm trying to get my girls to wear something smart, for yep. example, yep. I'll say, "Right, are we wearing this one or this one?" And both the choices that I
1: approve. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's if you're a parent and you need to be told that, then you should have your parent license taken off you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Here's another life hack: the one dollar au- auction. By the way, people that say auction, I'm going to kill you. Gather a group of friends together and hold. This is in the Daily Mail. It was, it was... And hold up a dollar for auction. Tell them whoever gets the high bid wins the dollar. But whoever gets the second and third highest bid will still have to honour their bid. What? Then sit back and watch as the bid goes from pennies to four, even five dollars or more. How quickly your friends will forget the value of a dollar. Meanwhile, watch the second and third highest bidder as the price gets close to a dollar and then goes over and they'd rather be out 10 cents versus 99 cents. What the hell? Could someone explain that? They've just copied and pasted this. It doesn't make any sense.
3: who, Who is this person's
0: friend?
2: Okay, here we go. The talk and pile. If you want your friend to carry something, for example, if you have just bought some books from the bookstore... Come on, man! Just keep talking to them while handing them the bag. <laughs> if you want you know, most people automatically take the bag without thinking. However, some people will become confused, and only a very rare few will call you out on it. This is basically a guide to treat people like sh1t.
3: Yeah, who are these people's friends? Because they need they need to be advised that they're being manipulated.
2: This is right, and this is the one that proves that we've just wasted our time the stalker detector. is a life hacks. Ever get the feeling someone is watching you but you're not sure? Try yawning and then glancing at your suspected stalker. If they yawn, then you know they've been watching you since yawning is contagious. This Mm -hmm. has been lifted from Reddit and posted on the Daily Mail website and now being broadcast on the most popular late-night phoning show in the UK and basically hokum, pokum, jokum.
3: If you're wondering if the Daily Mail is copying and pasting your work, write some nonsense on Reddit and give it a couple of days.
2: The conversation conditioner, to have a little fun with words, when having a conversation with someone, pick a word they say, and then each time they say the word, or words close to it, smile, nod, or give some type of positive affirmation. And watch them say the word all the time. Jesus, this is awful. I'm so sorry, dear listener. I don't read the stories before I do them. The psychic parent. Want your kids to, want to make your kids think you're psychic? Catch them in the midst of doing bad, then look away for a few seconds. Whilst looking away, or with your back to them, call them on it, they'll be amazed at how you knew. Come on! Parents do that all the time. They catch a glimpse of someone doing something and they go, I know what you're doing. And I want you to stop it now we do that all the time. So being a parent is Um These are rubbish. The walk the Pathfinder. In crowded areas, look in the direction in which you intend to go and watch the walkway just open up.
3: No, it doesn't happen. People walk into me.
2: In busy areas and crowded streets, people tend to watch other people's eyes to see which direction they'll go so they can go, no they don't they're looking down at their phone.
3: Also, you've noticed with me that people move out of the way for you and into me, don't they?
2: Ian? Huh? Mm? So I'm just trying to work this one as a cheat and I see do this. Right, okay. Um okay, I'm going to do something and see if this works, okay. And we need to make sure I've got this right. Okay, so we're going to play a game, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll play rock, paper, scissors. Okay, I'm going to win. Okay. Okay, according to this. Um, Okay, so we're we're going to go rock, paper, scissors, go, okay? Yep. Okay, right. Okay, so Catherine, how old are you?
3: Of course you won. Rock
2: paper do it. Rock paper scissors go. Didn't work.
3: I won. So become
2: what? a champion at rock paper scissors by by asking someone a question right before starting the game. If you are uh, if you ask, then immediately starting to rock paper scissors chant. they almost always defensively throw scissors. This is
3: utter. I was going to throw scissors.
2: Oh, well, but you... then
3: you sidetracked me with a question.
2: The question was to do that. <laughs> uh... You saw me do it. Uh... Oh, here we go. This is a good one. Okay. (laughs) Build attraction. When first meeting someone, if you do go for a handshake, then make sure your hand is warm.
3: Dirty get.
2: It makes you seem much more inviting than a cold hand. Okay, I'll put down my pants. (laughs) Confidential, this is good. If you think someone is going to go off on you in a meeting, sit right next to them. It's extremely awkward talking negatively about someone and being aggressive when they're so close. No-one wants to sit right next to the person they just bad mouth, so they'll take it easy on you. No, I could be rude about someone next to me in a meeting. Yeah, he can. It'll be funny, but she's a dick, and I want her fired. And she, you, dis, you disgust me.
3: He says every time. You disgust me. I mean. She
2: disgusts me, and um, if she doesn't go, I'm going.
3: Thankfully, was... people like me more than well, they exactly. like him.
2: Exactly, and, and that's how Lindsay Buckingham left... Uh... <laughs> Left Fleetwood Mac. That's exactly how it happened. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Did, you, did we play the trail? Play the trail and take this call from Nigel.
0: Unmissable late-night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late-night alternative with Ian Lee on talk
2: radio. 03444991000. Go on. No, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, then we'll see what happens. Um, let's go to Nigel! Who hey. Nigel! What's up?
16: What's up? You, can you hear me properly? I can, although it sounds like you've shrunk. Have you shrunk? I'll try the other ear. Is that better? Yeah, that's bigger. That's I oh, re-
2: re- um, oh, I've got, just remembered uh, that one of my favourite films is coming out on DVD and I've got. I'll, I'll tell you about it in a minute. Yeah. Is the Big Head Man. Have yeah, you no. got a cold? Uh, yes, I have got a cold.
16: So have I a bit. You're a, a bit nasally. nasally.
2: Oh. I,
16: I run up to show Ian. Yeah. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling sad. Uh oh. Ian, I went with my mum's birthday on Monday, just turned. Oh, yeah. My mum's birthday, the 22nd of October. That's always the a big first... one.
2: It's always a big one. Pardon? The first birthday, uh, the first couple of birthdays after someone passes are always a big one.
16: Yeah, it's the first time I've, first birthday I've been without it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. that's a tough uh,
16: one. But I still bought a card on Sunday for Monday. I bought a card and and some presents, some flowers to go in the garden or or indoor, you know, some potted plants. And uh, roses, yellow and red roses. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely, for, and I bought a calendar with flowers on to keep for myself, but to remember her by as well, and uh, and a lovely card as well. And I've got and I made a couple of videos last night um, on the date of her birthday to put on the YouTube. Uh, you know, singing a couple of songs in
2: okay. the front room. Well, that's lovely. So
16: I've, I've done quite. You know, I've I've celebrated her loss. You know, yep. in a different way. But I <laughs> I really do miss her. Uh, really do, Mr. do. Of course, really you, do. Honestly, of course you do. It sounds a bit silly because I, I shouldn't oh. be living with my mum at my age.
2: But oh, that doesn't sound silly at all. It sounds like a lovely situation.
16: Mm. Yeah. And I, I get these. I get. She appears in my head. I see her. You know, in, in when I shut my eyes, I see her in my head. Uh, you well, know, then that means that she's that, that.
2: that means that she's always with you.
16: Yes.
2: Which is a nice thing.
16: Uh Always on the bright side of life. How did
2: you miss oh, out the word look?
16: I did, 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 eh?
2: Yeah, how could you forget the word look?
16: Yeah, well, I, I can't hear properly. Uh, sorry about that. How could, how could you forget
2: the word look it always look on the bright side of life? You yeah, just went always on the bright...
16: I, I did sing that, didn't I? You didn't sing the word look, Nigel! Oh,
2: anyway... Uh, do it I again. You wanted a,
16: a lively song for me to yes, do. Yes, yeah,
2: not Carrick Fergus, um, for crying out loud. Uh,
16: no, no... Uh, I did that for Mum because she liked. I did that for my video. Oh, have you got time to look at a video on my on my um, Facebook? No. no, no. Anyway, I coloured my hair. I, I, I've got my hair changed. My colour, oh. um, so, so it's it's um, blonde instead of grey now.
2: Oh, maybe but, I have got time to look at a video. Where is this?
16: Uh, look much better on my Nigel Nigel Reader uh, Facebook. Okay. Okay. Um, you have to scroll down. There's one me in an army suit outside, in that I've got. I, I wear an army suit now.
1: Well, where I'm is? Like,
16: it?
7: Um. Um. Battle dressing. Um, uh. I'm seeing
3: some topless shots. Oh, there we go.
7: Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah. Um. That's uh, Noah, Noah Cyrus, a young girl in a bra.
16: There's a, there's one with me in, indoors with me. You can see my hair. Why am I seeing
2: pictures it. of you naked? Oh. What? Well, yeah. Why am I? Why is? Why am? Why am I seeing that? I don't know which ones you mean. The ones of, ones of you without any clothes on. What?
16: What with white? Oh yeah, with white. I think it was. Yeah, that's when the one I doing my white. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. This is like... You can
16: see my hair, can't you? Can you
2: see me hair colour? No, your, your head's not in the shot. Oh, it will be in a minute. Really when they get I don't I don't want to, want to watch a picture of you bodybuilding, if I'm completely honest, no, Nigel. No,
16: no, no, it doesn't matter about that. I no. was thinking I'd like to sing the song um, Get Back, you know, by the beach. Oh,
2: now we're talking.
16: Yeah. Yes. Georgia was a man. I oh, know all the words to it. Oh, away you, you go, Nigel. Do it. Pardon? Do it. If you put, no, can you put the record on? It so won't, Nigel, it? it
2: won't work... Because, um... You can't find it? it, Well, no, because it'll be slightly out of sync with you. There'll be a time delay. Oh. Uh, I'll do an acapella
16: version then. Okay, go on then. Yeah. Jojo was a man who thought he was a woman, but he was another man. All the girls around him say she's got it coming, but she gets it while she can. Get back, get back. Get back to where you once belong. Get back, get back Get back to where you once belong. Sweet Loretta Martin Thought she was a woman But she was another man All the girls around her Say she's got it coming But she, she gets it while, while she,
1: she can, can. <laughs> Get Yay.
16: back, get back Get back to where you once belonged
2: do 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 yeah!
1: <laughs> drums! do 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 do
2: Drums. Betty Boop on the drums. <laughs> it's a, drums as well, it's yeah. a great song. Yeah, but I would have rather sang to a
16: back end, but... Oh,
2: well. Mm. You know, you should have got one then, Nigel. What am I, yeah, your I, manager? I <laughs> and your manager all of a sudden? What is this? Holy you moly. Enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Enjoys a strong word. Don't shout at me. <laughs> All right, Norman Wisdom. You sound like Norman uh, Wisdom. Uh, say, honestly,
16: um, I'm doing well, aren't I? I paid my bills today. There we go. My water bill, I've sorted it out, so I pay £20 a fortnight. I haven't got to pay it all
2: in one go. Well, then that is That's, great news.
16: Yeah, because I ran the head off and just sorted it all out myself, so I've done quite well. You've well done very out. well.
2: You should be very proud yeah. of yourself, Nigel, seriously. I, I
16: am proud of myself, and I've got no worries, but I, it's just I miss Mum so much. I know
1: you do. I know you
16: do. You know I do, and I try to cheer myself up. What can I do? I can't bring her back.
2: Um, You can't bring her back, but you can mm. remember the good times. Uh, She's always here's the thing. My dad died a few years ago, and he's always Mm. with me. I talk to him a lot.
16: Well, I talk to mum. I do talk to her.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's that's it. They're always there. She's always with you, man. Whenever you need her. Hmm.
16: I, I, I had, um, from Noah Cyrus, I, um, she asked me to come to a concert because I said that I was interested oh, earlier mate. in the week. I read, you know, in the message saying, can you come to my concert? But she doesn't realise how far away I am, I don't think. You know, oh, mate, I you're, don't, do you're, you know.
2: you're not talking to Noah Cyrus.
16: No, 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 it's, she's got a gig, she had a gig last night on the 22nd. Yeah, you're not, all written down she's, on not
2: she's not talking to you, mate. Right. No,
16: no, but somebody else sent it. Uh, the people that deal with her um, gigs.
2: Somebody and else did, yeah.
16: Yeah, okay. yes, of course. That's what I mean.
2: Okay, but good. I all couldn't right, cool.
16: possibly go all that way for two hours. All that, that no. spend all that money, could I? Well,
2: where was she but, playing?
16: Um, somewhere
2: in Nashville, I think. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> no, you couldn't, yeah, I mate! Mean, you so couldn't I go to Nashville Portland, for well, two yeah. hours. So you're going to say yeah, London exactly. or something? <laughs> she doesn't come to London much. <laughs> no. Oh, well.
16: So she's not so famous as Miley.
2: That's... No, she is not.
16: No. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So I enjoyed that little bit of the song I did. Thank you very much, Ian. I, like, hey, I listen, listen thank uh, you. Hello, hello, Catherine. Hello. Uh, I, I, you've got such a sexy voice, honestly.
2: Thank you very much, Nigel. I appreciate it. No, Catherine. Oh! <laughs> oh, I thought you'd be knocking one out to me. but it's, it. it's It's, it's, it's yeah. Big Cat.
16: I love
2: Catherine's voice. It's lovely. Okay, I'll get her to record anything... some. Some mm. i get. To... Is there anything you'd like to hear her say?
16: Um, would you like to go out with
2: me, Nigel? Go on, come on, Cast. Oh, he's no, he's just can't lost say
16: his mind. Come on, <laughs> do that.
1: Come on,
2: work it, work it,
16: girlfriend. <laughs> I know she's married. <laughs>
3: well, all right, let's just pretend then. Go with it, Nigel. Would you like to go out with me? Yes, please. Yes, please. And scene. <laughs>
13: Go
1: on,
2: I was
13: enjoying
2: that. Nigel, would you you like me to stroke it for you?
13: Oh, stop it! Yeah,
16: yes,
2: please. (laughs) Nigel, would you like me to flick it for you?
16: Right. With my nails. Enough! Enough, yeah. Um,
2: Nigel, would you like me to guide you? I've
16: got to go because
2: of my credit. Okay. All right, Nigel, have a lovely evening.
16: yeah, I've got, to, I've got to get back to the laptop now. I've got things to. Uh, yes, mate. To to. Good lad. Yeah, I keep busy.
2: Yeah. I bet you do. Thank you, Nigel. Nigel, would you like me to log into Pornhub for you? God, <laughs> you don't need a login.
0: This is Talk Radio, the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. One of
2: my favorite favorite films. Um is True Stories by David Byrne from Talking Heads, stars John Goodman. It's uh, an 80s, a bit of a mess, and I interviewed David Byrne a few years ago, and I said, True Stories is it ever going to come out on DV- DVD. I don't think so. It's coming out on DVD, Criterion Collection, double disc, with, directors com- with David Byrne commentary, and here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing with the original soundtrack, because the Talking Heads re-recorded all of the songs and put it out as a Talking Heads album. It's a good album. It ain't the greatest album. They never released the original soundtrack with the cast singing the songs. Let me find one song. Um, It's such a good film, and no one has seen it, and those people that have seen it hate it, and they're wrong. True Stories. um, True Stories. um, Hey, now... Hey now! Oh, this is great, man. Here we go. This is great. Listen to this. Watch this scene. Watch this. Watch this, Captain. This is this is great. It's it's beautiful. This film. Whack it up! Whack it up! Four car garage.
12: This Hope. is so good. Fear. Excitement satisfaction. Now I'm going to give you a, uh, a clear vista of the, the edge of uh, the civilized world. You see, it's like a game of leapfrog. In these houses, you they, know, did that. they just keep extending the town out further and further every year. It's kind of weird uh, for the first person that moves into a community like this. How better it is. But you know, it's an imaginary landscape, a place to raise your kids. Of course, nowadays, not everyone's having kids. Not with what, with the end of the world coming up and all. I mean, uh, would you? No, no, not at all. No. Well, not until uh, after tomorrow, after the show, huh? <laughs> uh, oh, good morning, boys. How you doing? Working hard, I see. Yes, sir. Little coffee break. <laughs> you know, it's it's strange when you look at a field and you say, now I want a bathroom there, and a the kitchen this over great. here." You know, imagine that. Here's a field. Take a look out. Picture a house. Picture a lot of houses. What
8: else does it feel good for but building houses? Don't you agree?
1: Uh-huh. I want a video. I want a rock and roll. Take me to the shopping mall. Buy me a, a rubber.
2: And they go off isn't that stunning
8: <laughs> so good.
2: it's just beautiful i'm the king i used to love that line me and my girlfriend tessa at the time we watched it. i am the king of the world the boss of all the boys and the girls what a great line it's coming out on dvd oh i got goosebumps then oh very exciting come in paul ross come on what's he gonna do i'm no, 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 not not falling for your s- sexy games have you seen True Stories, the David Byrne Talking Heads movie? Yeah, it's lovely. Isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. great, man. It's so 80s, and they're bring, Criterion are bringing it out on double DVD with the original soundtrack album. I'm thrilled. Ooh. Thrilled. What you got on your show tonight, Paul? Well, Ross? I thought
9: I'd show you this first. I know you oh. get strange presents from your listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for Ooh. me a first. Okay, let's have a look. It's a, a Primark look. T-shirt with a homemade print on the front. Oh. <laughs> Who's that having a dig at? Well... What I mean is really disconcerting. The, the slogan on it, folks, says "What a difference a professional presenter with a capital P makes with a capital M." But if you look very closely under the transfer bit, there's either an armpit hair or pubis.
2: Oh, there's a pube stuck under Some, there. Under the Wait, vi- under I... well, something odd. I don't. I mean, is that having a? Is that like like a... scratch and sniff? Well, is haven't... that <laughs> is that giving you props and having a go at me, or is that complimenting everybody else on the station? I'm assuming it's nice about you. I mean, I need to look at the postcard. I wonder if
9: it turned up the morning after. Cath had for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh! What? Did I say that <laughs> loud? <laughs>
2: but what's the hair doing there? I think that is a... I think if you were to get... Is that like a voodoo thing? Here's the thing, if you were to get that DNA tested, I bet it's one of your hairs. I bet it's Jeremy Kyle's. It could be. It <laughs> what have
9: you got on the show? On the show tonight, well, we're talking a bit of spooky stuff. We've got a wonderful woman on who's 21 years old. I yeah. shouldn't say only 21. So she's the age of my youngest daughter. She's an absolute, as you young people say, Instagram, YouTube sensation. Her name is, possibly not a real name, Harmony Nice. Oh. But she's an expert on Wicca which is the ah. kind of pantheistic, oh, female-oriented yeah. yes. religion. So, and she's got a new book out. She, her, one of her posts has had a million-plus views. Gosh. She does it regularly, and she also um, Instagrams under the name of, again, possibly not a real name, Peachy Cinnamon. OK. So I'm looking forward to that chat. as yep. part of our Halloween build-up. We're also talking about the Haunted Nightclub in Nottingham, course, yeah. where the, uh, the till pings open mysteriously, yeah, yeah. staff are terrified, and the fridge opens occasionally. Oh, yeah. yeah. what's so that, that nightclub? I I it's called be... Prism. <laughs> And it's based on where the old House of Correction used to be in Nottingham. No, you must know that, Kath.
3: I probably <laughs> won't remember.
9: <laughs> I went to most sh- of those places. Oh, and we missed the big thing yesterday, so I apologise to people. I'm sure people are tutting in disapproval. I missed wombat day. Okay, yeah. So we're talking yeah. wombats on the show okay. as well, which I'm very much looking forward to.
2: Paul Ross will be on at one o'clock. Catherine, you said you had some stuff
9: ages ago. Loads. Sorry, no, I didn't get to it. Do you I want, mean, you
2: you've got three minutes. Do you three want to give minutes to
3: us... talk about? I mean, do you want to talk about the man who narrowly missed losing his penis? Can I just say,
2: it... Kath, what a difference a professional presenter makes! I know, in it though. Stay here, Paul Ross. We're talking about penis loss.
3: Man nearly loses his penis after it became. I'm weashed. hoping
2: this is a funny story. No,
3: it's not. Inside two oh. steel ball during a bizarre attempt to pleasure himself before it was saved by doctors using a saw. That's basically the story. Hang
2: on, but the steel ball. Ba- I, I'm I'm up for accoutrements. I'm up for toys. I'm up for experimenting. But ball bearings, ball bearings between. Uh, what it, was that we, game? Where you used to
9: fire the ball bearings. Crossfire. Bearing. What, do you, you think he was blister. playing? Do you think he was playing crossfire with his? I don't know. With his thingy. He
3: got them. He got two stuck on his penis after putting them there for sexual pleasure. Nearly lost his member when it started to rot.
9: Still ball bearing or his or his thing. Any oh, that wrong? his
3: Willy?
9: Oh dear.
3: He'd left the rings, our ah, rings, on the shaft of his penis for two weeks before visiting the hospital with pain and swelling. I bet he did. <laughs> After normal treatment failed, doctors resorted to using an industrial stone cutting saw. Look at the picture of that. It's like Whoa. something like James Bond. Oh, so like, yeah,
2: like cock rings or something. It's
3: like it, yeah. Or something that's not designed for such.
9: You practice. need Goldfinger's laser beam on that, don't <laughs> yeah. you? you? need that precision.
3: <laughs> Awful. The medics at UCMS and GTB Hospital, New Delhi, India, described the unfortunate man's penis as engorged and tender, and it appeared red raw in photos. I'd say
9: engorged and tender, lucky old him. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I remember those days. <laughs> they rescued his
2: Willy. Oh, well, that is great. And
3: within uh, two weeks, he was able to use it fully again.
2: <laughs> put, put more jewellery in. <laughs> play <on> crossfire. <laughs> Crossfire <laughs> was great, but you got terrible blisters. Yeah, yeah. Terri- you to and fight. also
9: nothing, because I'm the oldest of five boys. Nothing lasted for no. more than you know no. Boxing Day. Yeah. Everybody wanted a turn, and we went. My sister had a, a dull, the kind of poor version, a cheap version of Tiny Tears called Cheerful Tearful. You heard a Cheerful Tearful? <laughs> and when Cheerful Tearful's arm was up in an almost fascist salute, she was smiling. When you pulled the arm down, little stringy said I made a frown. Oh. Broken by Boxing Day. We treat it like a slot machine, up and down, up and down. <laughs> and my mum had to take her back. We got the money back from Behrman's department store, thankfully. I'm
2: going to look it up. Tearful. Cheerful, cheerful. Cheerful, cheerful. Well, on, those, uh, on that that bombshell. As Ernie Kemiway said, we all had a yeah. girlfriend. Her name was Nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. That's not bad for a Monday. That's all right. For, what, have you, what have you found?
3: Hideous. Terrifying.
2: What? Chippie-tiffle. 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 Yeah. You see, look, look at the fascist salute. <laughs> it's not bad for a Monday. She so was down with the bread run. The bread of we laughed. We had a few tears. Tuesday, Tuesday now um, for me, day two t- for me. Exactly. Get on day with two. it. <laughs> we will be back tonight at 10. Don't forget, podcasts are plenty. Um, you have a t shirt. Will you drop me t-shirt? <laughs> you're right. a t shirt? I don't want a t shirt with a <laughs> listener's pube stuck on it. crying out loud. <laughs> i pay good money, but that's, that's, why, I don't eat, that's why I don't eat the food they send in. Because you know, they can't resist. Stay tuned. Paul Ross is coming up. He is a professional presenter with a capital P. This is Talk Radio.